Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's Black Sheep Rising, your liberty-oriented late-night variety show coming to you straight from Keene, New Hampshire. My name is Conan, and guess who's back? I think I got a drop for us somewhere around here. Maybe. Search. <laughs> Shauna, the Sauce Queen, is back on the show. Yeah. It's been like 15 or so episodes. Your salsa is delicious. That. And I've got two special guests with us, Manchkins, all the way from many, many miles away. Manchuria. Uh, not, Joe, not that so much. the Liberty Carrot. Hello, hello. And uh, we've got some video of you that just came out this week. Very interesting video. I'd like to get on that and figure out what the hell's going on over there because I don't, you know, I don't hear a whole lot. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to talking about it. I think it was some good activism, and I think we're going to be having a, a lot more activism coming up and a lot more videos being made. So uh, the future is very exciting in uh, Manchikanistan. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, Nimi, first time. Hello. Been trying to get her on the for the entirety of this show. It's it's episode 45, and we finally got Miss Nimi Jones That's on. That's right. Here. Thank Face you. Face and form. Two th- and, right, and voice and presence. Um, it's 2014, and like I, I told you, Conan, this is my, my year to challenge uh, my discomfort zone. So to here I am. break out of the it, show. That's right. And so I've been uh, doing more public appearances. I did uh, uh, participated in a storytelling competition over in Manchester last night. That. I won, and so I, I got up in front of a bunch of people and told a story into a mic, and here I am now on the camera talking into another mic. And and you, you just know. got done on Free Talk Live just I a second did, ago. just a little while ago. I was on Free Talk Live. I was also on uh, a pre-recorded episode for uh, the Liberty Cats on, um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on the, it's uh what are the Liberty Cats? Liberty Cats. Liberty Cats is a Taryn Lupo and his friend Brian. It's just kind of a call in kind of interview talk about ridiculous stuff kind of like the show oh yeah oh. yeah it's just, these things familiar. seem to be just cropping up all over the place yeah it's, it's ridiculous. great I love hey, it. we don't we don't know a whole lot i'm not a super genius i don't know what we some of these guys on know pressing everybody Screw <laughs> <it>. <laughs> what's on that internet i just i just got finished said and this this show is the highlight of my week you know I, I look forward to you know getting together and hanging out it's the days after where i have to compile all this together and submit it for so people can you know enjoy it just like i did that's the hard part this you know this is this is the easy uh, this is easy street right now right this is the fun part oh yeah this is fun and uh well, guys, I'm so glad that you uh, took a day. Hey, thanks for having us over. Yeah, yeah. thank uh, you very much. Came over. Here. What do you think on. about the uh, the old uh, Keene, New Hampshire here? Have, uh, you, have, have you been? I, I've been down a, a couple times. I, I really enjoy coming down here from Manchester. Um, just even being in less traffic and everything's just a, a little bit slower. Not not as busy. Not as many people around. And it's really nice to come down and talk to people. Um, to be able to sit in on free talk live sometimes and different opportunities like that. But I still always enjoy going back to Manchester as well. Wow. So uh, speaking of Manchester, uh, something just went down at the uh, the old Boston Regional Airport. Uh, when was that on Monday? Sometime. Manchester, Boston. Yeah, it was. Uh, Thursday. It was. No. It was wasn't it so anyway, wait, wait, this is Manchester or Boston? With Thursday. the lack of daylight, they kind of all messed <laughs> yeah, together. I, I, I'm you know? pretty sure it was Thursday. And uh, the the whole so, anyways, people have gone and they they've done activism at the airport before. Correct. What made, what made this very different is you went in with your uh, Minuteman hat on. Yes. And a rifle slung on your back. Yes, I had a Mosin Nagant. 
and uh, you are strolling right on through. And you know what what actually went down? Well, when we first walked in, it wasn't that they. I mean, I think they were concerned about the rifle, but they were just trying to find any little thing they could to get us to to leave. Uh-huh. And I I just walked right in, and um, I started handing out newspapers. Um, the guy told me I couldn't solicit, so I did, I did pick up my newspapers off the table. There was a couple people that asked for them, so I left them there. And it's the guy you see starting out right in the beginning of the video here, uh, Mr. The John Adams. Badge in the black shirt. No, no, the one to the left. They were all playing off of his lead. Those police officers there, they were following him around. Mr. Adams in the, um, in the striped shirt there, um, he, he came up to me, and he was the one telling me that I have to get a permit. And that I have to stand in one of the two designated areas to solicit the free speech area. Sure. Free speech and so, you know, it's just a natural thing. If he, he started quoting airport policy and I understood it to be a public video. So I definitely wanted to ask him some questions about what kind of limits he was putting on. And um, he, he really didn't want to have a whole lot of it. What uh, so I see a cop there, and of course there's Mr. Adams, as you said. Mm-hmm. How many how many other uh, law enforcement or security were uh, around? Uh, around, I mean, I mean it's a it's see in the shot. It's a pretty small airport. This isn't actually when we first started. This is just the beginning of the video, but that's not when we first went in. This isn't when he first uh, stopped me. That comes a little bit later in there. But I don't know. Uh, there was probably at least like five or six standing around, you know, at, at some point. There was, once it all kind of settled down, then th- there was two of them following us around. So, yeah, we're, we're just walking in there. And so you, uh, have the, you have those newspapers when you go in. You didn't, like... You know, put one quarter in a Sentinel machine and just gank the whole. Well, these oh are, no, these yeah. are Darryl's these are FPPs. FPP.cc. Freeplanetproject.cc. Dot creative censorship. So you just picked up a whole stack of M's and went with them, huh? Yeah, I was yeah, like, buddy, it, it, and go. uh, good enough. The this recent um, publication, the front two articles on it were about the TSA. Mm-hmm. One of them was I forgot what the other one was, but one of them was about uh, bitcoins. Timing. So yeah, this this is when we're first going in, and then we, we go right up the stairs. There wasn't the, there wasn't that many people. We kind of went. Um, we had really good afternoon. reception too. We did. A, a lot of people <laughs> took the papers and were were kind. And this guy right here is asking for an, another one. Awesome. You know, he's he's asking, and, and Joe didn't offer one to him. So it's this is it was fantastic. So when we get up to the the uh, restaurant area here, it's like the the food court at the mall. Um, this is when the cops start showing up. And by my count, a few minutes after this happened, there were at least 10 cops in the vicinity. My goal was really just to get in there and start doing it to not give them a chance to, to even try to stop me. But they. So you're leaving them at a empty table. It, uh, also, it, so yes. Whoever comes in can just. Yeah, I thought he might have a point there. Like you're not just allowed to like, you know, hand stuff out when nobody's around. So I was like, all right. Make, I'll, I'll pick those up, sense. but if somebody, you know, a couple people asked for them too, so I, I left those there. So, about how long do you think you were uh, here at the airport? Total, probably about forty-five minutes. Yeah, it was just under and an did, hour. Did you leave on your own accord, or yeah. did they walk you out? Yeah, the two the two officers of Londonderry Police that ended up tailing us around were very, very pleasant. Actually, you see it later on in this video, um, and they they engaged us and were cheerful, and they they were they were nice. You know, they were pretty decent and. Um, it was really the facilities director, this um, John Adams, and the. Um, is this name really John Adams? Yeah, it really, it really is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Uh, he was. He was very. Um, he was very curt and standoffish, that, that and he did not like. For the day. Uh, didn't did not like um, Joe being there at all. So now, uh, in just 
A couple of months ago, you had some encounters with some law enforcement on the streets. Uh, You were wearing a costume? Yeah, that's happened a couple times. This is the first time I've heard of uh, Mr. Joe Liberty Carrots. It was this whole uh, going outside of a bar and having a chat. Having a oh, chat. with that, yeah. We well, should start before that. <laughs> Do tell the whole story? Well, the first thing that happened is we went to the Scott Brown event that day. Uh-huh. And so that was when, I forgot, I think it was in Nashua yep. that, that he came in. And so uh, we were out doing a little um, post-protest post, uh, post <laughs> celebration in downtown Manchester on Elm Street. And uh, we, we were making some friends and, and going around and having a good old time. And uh, we, we came outside of the uh, establishment, and I think there was two police officers standing there. There were two police officers. Inside, there were a, about a group of six of us, um, and we were making friends, as Joe said, and we were <laughs> dancing and having fun. And two Manchester cops rolled up outside, um, and we, the six of us, you know, being liberty activists with cameras and phones and, and stuff, did what we do, and we rolled out. And the friends that we had made rolled out behind us and lined up along the side of the building to watch what was happening and essentially uh joe came out of the front of the front entrance dressed in his carrot suit (laughs) and and walks up to the side of the first the first cruiser and says um what what was her first question it it was basically uh, you know is there anything going on here can i look in your vehicle yeah you know those those types same types of questions when you're when they're going out and they're trying to find if somebody's doing something wrong uh-huh. I, I was wanting to look in, and see what they had and and they, they weren't happy they weren't were happy you in about that. were you in the carrot suit the whole time I like, was while you're the, dancing yeah. around with nemi you're yes. Like, yes look at me yes ah, we, we were having we were having a ball oh. <laughs> we, we were a having carrot a ball, ball. <laughs> a carrot ball what kind of ball because i'm like push well, the balls around <laughs> Because I was imagining that like either he just is that a sound clip for me? Ian? Was wearing it the That's whole great. time, or you just like have it in like your back pocket, like this is a job for, and like dash into a restroom and come back out. <laughs> no. He could. Like, we either one makes seriously. Totally I I envision B roll of him getting up in the morning <laughs> and going to a closet full of carrot suits. You know, just which one am I going Different to wear today? That's right. So I saw an interesting hashtag today. Um, I don't know uh-huh. if it's real or not. But uh, it's uh, hashtag don't go full keen. And the first thing I thought was, hmm, who's been who's been acting up over there in, in the Manchkin lands uh, doing uh, some strange activism that might not be uh, perceived as uh, uh, proper? And like, oh, yeah, these guys doing their whole airport thing. Um, do you how, how is the uh, how is the reaction from your neighbors? Uh, we've this has been really um, very well received. Um, it was actually better received than the naked strip your don't strip our rights TSA activism mm-hmm. in, in our circles. Um, as uh, we've noted in in any of the coverage, Joe wasn't asked at all about the rifle, not once. The, the entire visit that we were there, the entire issue that they took was with the distribution of newspapers. Mm-hmm. So it was first. Well, I'm, I'm not right. thinking so necessarily these guys, but more of the activists. Oh, the activists? The ones that maybe started in Keene and decided they didn't want you know, any of the, to, to put up with any of the nonsense that was going on and decided it was best to go elsewhere. Oh, I understand. Quiet, to quieter I, lands. I, I, you, you, I, I don't know that it was... Um, established in my intro that I was in Keene for 20 years before mm-hmm. I returned to Manchester at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Um, 
I, I am acutely aware of um, the distaste that can be held for Keene-style uh, activism, civil disobedience, um, and hyperbole yeah. to some, some degree. And I think that, um, at least in the activists that, that we're involved with, the lack of hyperbole is, um, is a very important differentiating factor between the, the activism going on here versus the activism going on in, in Keene. I think that's a distinguishing factor. Um, so how it's been received, very well. Joe enjoys a, a very good reputation in Manchester. Um, he's well-loved by a lot of people. And as you see in these videos, if you um, look at his interaction with uh, law enforcement or the facilities director, he's very well-reasoned, very well-spoken, and very principled. So I think there's that. And certainly there's the element of spectacle in play here, or shock value potentially. But again, you know, a woman approached Joe laughing and say, you know, that you know you're in New Hampshire when you can see somebody <laughs> yeah. carrying a rifle in the airport. <laughs> you know, so there was no there was no alarm, there's no SWAT team, there's no nothing. So in in terms of how it was received by neighbors, no one seemed the the people who seemed to have the the most issue were um the the guy in the plaid shirt, the facilities director. Even the cops were took were um you know, took a copy of FPP and asked some questions at, about the Free State Project. One asked me if I was a free stater. I said, oh, well, I've heard of the Free State Project, but you know, I was born in Manchester. <laughs> so if I can ask like I I do like in watching the video that like I can't hear what anybody's saying. Which means you're not like. Well, I got yeah. it turned down too. Well, no, yeah. Well, yeah. It's like there's no, it's totally quiet in the airport all the time. <laughs> um, but that you're not exclaiming or anything. There's no like sudden movements or no like bullhorn. fluctuations in voice or anything like that. And when you hear what he has to say too, that's why you know his manner and his way is not not escalating. Right. There's there's no escalation in like vibe. It's the same like. This is what happened. It's a it's a boring video, and I like that. And uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> that means people aren't having that much fun, and that means that's okay. Well, you know, we were having plenty of fun actually, and it, it was great. Just in this this segment that we're watching now, where he is actually saying, "You mean if I hand someone a newspaper, you're going to arrest me?" You know, so he's saying it very calmly, but he's he's clarifying, and the facilities director is saying, "I don't have anything more to say." Well, okay, so you're telling me it's a rule and not a law, and that you won't arrest me. And he turned it to the to the police and said, "Will you arrest me?" And they didn't say anything. So he he then had the had the courage to go and and be a, and risk it. What what I knew when the, when I was fine is when he said, "If when I kept asking the question over and over, and they said, well, you, you have your answer already.'" Is I just asked him, and he said, "If you interrupt the flow of passengers, then you will be arrested." And that's when I—I I, I knew when he said that that nobody was willing to, because I was asking him legitimate questions. You know, all right, you're going to place a limit on my constitutional rights. Which ones are those? Can I go? Because at first I asked him, "Hey, can 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 I talk to people here?" And he's like, "Nope, you have to get a permit." And I'm like, "All right, so I can't go over here and wave at people and tell them hi and have a safe trip." No talking. Wait, wait, wait. So it, he said, "If you interrupt the flow." That was the final thing. But before that, because I was. It's 
I asked him, all right, well, if I don't hand out the newspapers, if can I just talk to people? And he said no. So I was like, all right, well, they're not going to do that. So I just stood there next to where people were coming up. And I was like, well, have a safe trip. And I was just waving at him. Like, I I know I'm not going to get arrested for talking to anybody. And I think it goes to show a lot with bureaucrats and the people that run these type of facilities is their first initial reaction is they see something and they just try to fall back on intimidation and their authority to try to stop it without any actual like basis or reasonings. And uh, for me, if I was going to try to stop somebody's behavior, especially with the threats of violence and force, I'd really know what I was talking about and I'd have a sound principle and reason. You know, hey, this is my private property. You have to leave now. Things of that nature. But if they're so used to people who are just exactly not trained or not well versed or not, you know, used to standing up for themselves, you can just like stand upright. And then they all back down. But that's but that's generally the case is that no one really knows what the law is. They kind of know. They kind of have an idea, and they're just used to you know spouting off fake laws uh, when it suits them uh, in order to to run the show more efficiently. Um, and then always it's always a stumper whenever someone actually comes back at them like, well, no, that's that's not really a law. That I think you just made that up. Right, and they they don't and they don't know what to do with themselves, and then they have to back themselves. Now they have a lie that they have to 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 stack another lie on top of, or they have to back down and walk away. Right. Um, In the case, you know, you know, when it when it comes to uh, defending their lies, sometimes you know, violence uh, is used upon the the aggressor, or not the aggressor, but the activist who is uh, spouting off the truth. I think it's more important to them is that it's the rule of their authority than the rule of law is anytime you question their authority or, you know, these are very general statements, you know, like I said, the police officers that were there for, they they were pretty nice to us and stuff. I I don't, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) That was it. Or you get get, uh, beaten the shins with a, you know, the baton. I'm curious about your, sorry, your costume. Like it, it's as though it's op- it's free speech and that's totally on there. There's FPP dot creative uh, censorship is definitely free speech that has to get out to the masses uh, so that there can be more power to the people and all the buddies. Um, but the open carry, like it looked like that's it, it looked like a costume. Like you're not usually buzzing around manch. Um, with a rifle on your back and a tri-cornered hat. Well, he does with the carrot suit too, though. It's it's really quite the ensemble. Right now, though, like in your regular, not suited up, like it looks like you're. And I'm not saying oh you look funny, but I'm saying like you look like you are in a costume. Right. And I was wondering if that, like, in your decision making of like what you will wear and how you will present yourself to the normals. And other people and, you know, critics and all that, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, dress in this costume of like revolutionary, whatever, or, you know, like people who just regularly open carry with whatever modern looking stuff they have. Like, was there any like six of one or half dozen of another? There was. And I mean, it's something I'm concerned about. And it's definitely something I want to hear feedback from other people in the community from of what they think, you know, negative or positive things that I've done. And mostly it wasn't, I mean, there was the thought of it. I thought if I should carry the rifle or not. And then I said, you know, if it's that big of a deal to where it seems like, oh, you know, I'm kind of nervous doing it, then I think that's even more of an important reason to actually do it. Hmm. Do you think it played any part in how they didn't um, 
It says, oh, on the in the post, no airport security agents or police questioned the fact that Conan scrolled down away, so I can't read. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody called you out about your open carrying, but I, you know, was looking at the video and thinking like, well, it's kind of because he doesn't look like a regular open carrier. Like the only mm. person I have in my head is like Pete buzzing around Starbucks or something with like on his hip or whatever he's doing, and it's kind of it, it just is a different. I certainly don't. I mean, my, my goal isn't to make people uncomfortable. And I know some people do get uncomfortable around it. Um, I think I tried to disarm most of that with just a big smile on my face. <laughs> like, I'm not, you know, I don't know how many times somebody goes into where it's like, you know, to do something uh, bad to other people. And I was making sure everybody that saw me saw me with a, a smile. Because I, I want things to be positive. Yeah. You know, awesome. and sometimes there is a negative light introduced. There is some negativity that comes with it. But the overall thing is I, I really want people to be uh, positive and I want them to be happy. The snipers that were here in Keene on the rooftops during mm-hmm. Pumpkin Fest, they weren't smiling. <laughs> no. so, <laughs> so I think the smiling is uh, I think it's good. I yeah. heard uh, Davi Barker speak at uh, in Phoenix at the Freedoms mm-hmm. Phoenix um, Freedom Summit in February, and he said the best uh, way to undersee- undermine the perceived authority of the state is through humor, and I think that's absolutely right. So after um, the incident at the bar where um, uh, Joe talked to the cops with six six people taping. Uh, they ended up leaving, and it was later on, just kind of an impromptu, just joking around and celebrating later that somebody said, "Well, what would happen if we all dressed up in in fruit suits and went out, um, essentially cop blocking, you know?" And someone po- posted your video, and we got some ridiculous forty thousand hits in less than two days, and. That it really got some really good feedback. Generally speaking, it was people were saying it was hilarious, and so I agree with Dobby's point. I think that's really the way to undermine um, undermine perceived authority is through humor. Yeah, look you know? at look at the popularity of uh, the Daily Show and the Colbert Report. I mean, it's absolutely very popular, especially among the young people. Very uh, and they're shills. And they're yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, who? I mean, we need a you know we need a truth speaker comedian out there who really uh and can't well can't have all of the, the the spotlight we need some more but i but i think he i think he's on to something the way that he uh you know i think that he's he has the same idea i do have one last um, question about sure he can he can really say some outrageous things as long as he says it as a comedian with the little smile and i'm just can't well yeah <laughs> um <laughs> nemi mentioned this is so much better than the naked whatever um, airport thing. Well, that's um, that's been the reception. To yeah, it. I mean, some people like their cucumbers pickled, but uh, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is why why I miss seeing you because you just have a, have a way of putting things that's so just great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm watching the video, it looks a lot very different and better quality in the vibe. And yeah, you're not really. It looks boring, and I like that. Sure. But <laughs> um, how long did because you... It, because it looks more professional. It looks more laid back and more documentary-ish. Yeah, well, As opposed yeah. to someone running down the street before he gets tackled by a cop with his, uh, his little... No, not, well, not really, like, to contrast it directly with it, but of, of, like, quality or how it looked or anything like that. But what really i need to know is how long 
how much time did you put into it? Like thinking about it and like being like, oh, hey, this is what I want to do. Does More it like sound like a bad minutes. idea? 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, really long up to minutes. that initial point of, of going to, it wasn't that long. We were here. just, you know, it was like, hey, we're going to do something. We're going to go out. We're going to make some content. We're going to do some activism. But I mean, I've been watching these type of videos for a couple of years now. So I'd have to say a whole lot. I've critiqued. I've looked through what other people done. I've taken that. This is what I really like. I mean, I was nervous going out to do it. I don't necessarily want the, uh, the I, I do want the attention, but it, it's not for those reasons. I want to do it to get the message out. I, I really don't go out and seek it, but I think it's important to do right now to get the message out. And Joe's energy is awesome because just being at the quill, you know, as he said, it's, it, it is, let's go do something. It doesn't matter what it is, but let's take some stuff. Let's get some lit. Let's go out and do something. And, and this day that we went to the airport, we actually ended up also going to the Manchester police department. And then we stopped and did some more cop blocking after that. Uh, the day before there had been, uh, you guys went out and did uh, a sine wave for uh, veteran suicide awareness awareness and manch you know but there, there's a list of stuff that we can do was um, it like pro or what wait what i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> no. It, 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 no 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 um like a lot okay <laughs> <laughs> i was just i was in the carrot suit and i was holding up a sign about um, ve veterans committing suicide there's 22 veterans a day they estimate they commit suicide and so Again, I think it was just a thing where I went in the carrot suit and it just brings attention, you know, so it, it's an effective thing to do. And then also, you know, I'm not trying to ruin people's day, but I do want them to realize that there are a lot more consequences to war than they usually like to think about in their day. So, you it's know, like it gets swept under the rug. It does. No, no one really knows what's going on. Well, it's hard. It's hard to think about it's it. I think it honors the memory of the people you care about. Sure. Too. Usually it gets yeah, if, covered up with. If anyone was with. to say, well, why, why are you out here? Why are you making a big deal about this? Well, you know, we really are honoring, you know, someone. These, and again. These poor, guy, these poor kids' memory. Right. And, and when and what they, you know, what did they fight for? When Joe got home, I mean, it was, again, the reception was generally very positive. You know, that people had, had rolled down windows and talked to him. I mean, you know, are you taking donations? And, and it's just, it's a fantastic vibe and match right now. Standing, by the way, as far as the uh, going out on the spur of the moment, you know this is this is one other good reason to actually have a to always have camera on you, mm. and you know because you know once you've once you've seen so many videos, you know, one of these days you've got to get up off the chair and you know go go become a part of it. You can only armchair uh, activists so so long uh, before you know. Either, either, either quit it, shut up, or you know, actually get up and do something about it. Right, and here it's I, as I've talked about my goals for 2014 are to challenge my like I don't like being in front of a camera or in mm -hmm. front of a mic necessarily, but I'm surrounded by people who are fantastic in media, and I would be remiss if I didn't at least try to take the opportunity to, um, as you said, you've wanted me to be here, and I haven't taken it, so I would be remiss if I didn't try to improve myself or try to push my comfort zone and, mm -hmm. and you know go to group uh, bigger groups or you know talk in front of groups or whatever so i think that there are some things to be said for being cautious and determining what um, activism is really your passion and how you best want to accomplish it but this is absolutely the place to do it i agree that's why i came here me too i think we all well besides for the one we all came here for it 
Nimi got kind of sucked into it. I came out of the hatch in Manchester. <laughs> she, came, she came out of the house. I, I, you know, I, I really love New Hampshire, and I, I don't think I would ever leave. And if I did leave, I would just go next door to Vermont. Um, but yeah, there's no reason for me to leave New Hampshire, and I've been liberty-oriented my entire life. So Outstanding. So, all right, so you're, you're definitely a spur-of-the-moment guy. Do you have anything on the on the in the kettle cooking? Any plans that you can that you can let out? No, without no. <laughs> we have a couple of good ones. There's there's going to be um, so, some videos coming out that uh, you know I, I can't talk about how we're going to be doing them, but I think they're going to be really good hits. And it's I, I always try to think of stuff, and I think a lot of other people do is things that have been done before. Maybe going off that, being inspired by it, but putting some new twist on it, you know, make it something new and something exciting. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I don't I don't want a, a spoiler alert. And something this. fun. And that's the thing. And, and that's where we're, we're having a really good time is it's you go out and you have fun and you're humorous and you don't need to cuss at cops or, you know, harass them. But it, it may be fun just to get a guy in a donut suit snatching somebody's parking ticket book and taking off and see what they do. You know, I, I think that's fantastic. You know, I, I, I'm not a sprinter myself, but I, I might <laughs> take one for... You will be if you do that. Uh, right. <laughs> you go after the fat cop with Right, the, right, with exactly. The um, I, I think we have a couple of those in Manchester, and if not, I know there, there's a, shot, wouldn't it? Wait, at least wait, a couple. Isn't that like... Well, that sounds like it will have make a sure bad ending. Make sure it's a bulletproof ending. donuts suit. Well, if you just, right. well, if you, if you take, those are theft, everywhere. Don't, don't get me wrong. You are probably going to get tackled and taken down. But, you know, PR wise, are you really going to tackle somebody over your parking ticket? book yeah and plus probably. that would just yeah. be the best footage ever of right. a, a cop chasing a donut through veterans park i mean that's your there are um I, we did find out when we went to the manchester police that the um they just got funded to do their dui checkpoints so th that's oh, always uh, that's always a thing that draws a lot of people out it's always a lot of fun i think it's really effective and it, it is mostly positive uh Pulling really positive. Yeah. yeah, there was one. Uh, Keen started with one. I believe it was just last year. We went up to Walpole and did mm -hmm. uh, checkpoint outreach, and that was fun. Um, Manch definitely has it down to a science. So I, I'm looking yeah, forward they to their seeing their own sign. Uh, lasers. Laser yeah. sign. Yep. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to doing that because I haven't been able to roll out with the Manch, Manch guns to do that yet. Outstanding. So it sounds like uh, sounds like it's really going on over there. It is. It is. We have, um, a, you know, it's a very vibrant community. It's always great to meet the new movers. Uh, the Bitcoin community over there is just fantastic. Oh, my gosh. The social scene is great. The education scene is fantastic, too. Uh, we have an area over there that's um, where uh, Informal U operates, where uh, people can come and teach classes of all sorts, you know, and, and it, it's pretty much first come, first serve. If you want to uh, learn how to do hydroponics, or if you want to learn how to dance, or if you want to do an open mic night, you know, it's really the place. And there's, it's a workspace as well, a meeting area. And that's, they, you know, it's, it's just fantastic opportunity. And to see the new movers come too, um, is, is really invigorating to see people who are just getting here and are so inspired and so thrilled to be here and meeting the people that they've read about or seen on on YouTube. Yeah. Um, it's it's very unnerving to me to just be, a, hey, you're Nemi. Like, 
<laughs> um, <laughs> I know, I've, I've seen those conversations and I can see the... It's, it's awkward for me because it's like, okay, so how do you know who I am and who are you? Exactly. And, you know, because um, I tend to be a, a kind of... Uh, subdued individually <laughs> not not the most social beast on the face of the planet but the people i've met have, have have just been wonderful and very energized to be here and i i love it i love the energy did you write this nemi um i'm sorry uh, shauna is that what you're oh, laughing the, at it? no i was just laughing at it i didn't write it i wouldn't put i that's, put my social security number as my username of course you didn't write it because you used the cryptic uh sc- scrawl where you, you hide things, messages within messages. That's only when I'm writing to you. Therefore, you just, you just so need you to be can't fluent figure it Shauna out. Shauna speak. Yeah. Or, yeah, and I was about to say, Nimi probably knows what I'm talking about, and then I just, I re- revert that because... No, I don't screw around when I'm messaging Nemi. the same language. <laughs> Shauna likes to hide messages within messages. She I don't even she, know what that means. I like to write... Double meanings. So if I'm going to tell you something, I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> a lot of times, I ha- I sit and scratch my head for a good couple of minutes before I realize what she's actually trying to communicate. See what I oh, you're not alone in that. There are occasions for that for me too. But I just figure that means Sean is smarter than I am, and her humor is just so evolved that I must just be some it's dumb some kind of evolution. <laughs> Checking the mail, babe. Yeah. <laughs> so the first con- the only comment that made me laugh is just some guy whose name is Film the Police Always. Just says our country is in the damn toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and then on and on and on, pretty much uh, supporting that thesis. And it was pretty awesome, pretty hilarious. The, peep, the, <clears throat> the chief of police should have told the airport authority Nazi that the man was committing no crime and that he would not support his harassment. I don't get this. I, someone told me not to use that word ever again. Well, why did it, you use that when you posted when I, that when comment? When I actually posted this comment, because yeah. I am film the police always. I assume so. Because I, if I was listed, if I was uh, posting under Conan, I probably would not use the word Nazi because I know how that ruins arguments. People just shut down. They still stop listening. Even if you are doing everything the Nazis were doing, besides for trucking people off in well, distributing in informa- cars. distributing information is something that oh gosh, of course I can't remember it, but it was like some university students pre full-blown World War II mm-hmm. were distributing leaflets about how either something going down was bad and maybe they were, you know, hippies and wrong anyways in their own way, but so so there is like kind of a parallel. Goddamn hippies! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you got another thing going on. It's, called, it's it the Peaceful Streets Match. Uh, healthy streets. Healthy streets. Healthy streets. So we were talking so, so earlier. Is peaceful streets something different? And... Uh, peaceful streets is something completely different. I think that's an Antonio Bueller project. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really familiar with the ins and outs of that, but it does not involve Maybe for the best. I don't fruit, know. fruit or vegetable costumes. I, I know that for a fact. Uh, so there's a, there's a good crew of us. I think we've got 12 or 13 people, um, each who have their individual costumes in progress um, who are planning to get and together. And none of them are donuts. No, we are still looking for a donut. A bulletproof donut. And and but, actually but I wanted that be part to um, healthy streets. I mean Sure, we need a mascot or, or or the anti mascot. Well, he he could be the villain. The villain. Oh, like the like the, the hamburglar. Oh. Right, exactly. Right on. And uh, we actually do uh somebody claim pizza 
because we uh, do have pizza it's, it's that's a veggie by proxy Yep. So we have asparagus, we have uh, asparagi, excuse asparagi. me, and uh, sour grapes of wrath. And <laughs> wait, 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 sour grapes and sour, sour, sour grapes of wrath. Um, who else do we have? You're well, the, the pizza is going to be piece o pizza. Piece o pizza. <laughs> oh man! And then that we have a turnip. Like having fun. Turnip of turnip like the piece. <laughs> And so now what's all right so now you've got the costumes and the names what what's the mission? Oh the mission is to go out as same idea as police accountability and and healthy streets and to bring humor and and uh, police accountability and also do some homeless outreach. We also have uh, some graffiti outreach going on as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, graffiti is more of a problem in Manchester than it is here in Keene. Um, so one of our one of our buildings uh, was tagged. <laughs> And we washed it off, but there are some buildings in in our area that are vandalized that are owned owned by corporations. So um, there's one in particular right down the street that I've been talking with the landowner and working to uh, coordinate uh, with the charter school up the street to do a mural over this area that's been a graffiti target mm-hmm. for some time. And I think that would be a wonderful project uh, to come at, come to fruition. And that could be part of Healthy Streets, too. because you I guys think, have some uh, muralists there in the area? Who oh, absolutely. And we have people in, in the project who are, are wonderful muralists who would be willing to consult on that. What I'd like to do is turn it back to a community mm-hmm. thing. Um, really, what's, what I find is lacking in Manch and Keene, too, is... Um, my experience outside of the Liberty community is really uh, do unto your neighbors as you would have them do unto you and leave them the hell alone. Oh, yeah. You know, so you don't really get to know your neighbor. And there was a, a neighborhood I lived in for 15 years where uh, the neighbors didn't really have much to say to me. I didn't have much to say to them. Um, and that's not the case in Manchester. In the Liberty community, we all see each other and we all communicate very, very all effectively. All y'all up in everybody's oh, business. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't I know it. <laughs> and so, um, so I think to do some, do some outreach in the community and connect us a little more may help with some of the, some of the crime problems we've been seeing in our area. So you have, uh, there's 100,000 people in Manch or somewhere around that? Maybe a little more. I have I haven't looked at stats. You want to pull it up? Not really. Okay. Is uh, I'm not really familiar. I drove through there one time, and I decided, I decided I didn't like all the gray buildings. Well, there's a lot of red brick there. There's the mill that's, district. That's what I saw. And that's my, that's my favorite part of Manch. Actually, I love the mill district because in the in my lifetime, Manch is pretty. Yeah, it's gorgeous. What? I are love we, the commercial street. No, yeah. I'm being like serious. It's very pretty. There, a lot of work is... has gone into the mill district. When I was little, um, and I was going to school and doing swim Look team in Manch, all of the mills were empty. That is controlled um, dirt. Controlled dirt. Yes, that's what bricks are, aren't yes, they? And glass, kind of. and that's like they're clay. Well, yeah. Centralized plant. I'm a dirt. controlled dirtist. I, I put clay together and I make beautiful things out of dirt. So the brick of Manchester didn't appeal to you? No. Okay, that's and cool. I think I actually saw this skyline too as I drove through, and I just sure. I just thought it was too much. I've always been close to. Uh, cities of about the hundred thousand magnitude, and I don't, I don't like it. So I was, I was born in Manchester. I grew up in a suburb. I went to school in Manchester, and once I left college, I moved to Keene. Um, and I, I, like I said, I was there almost just under twenty years. 
but um, I've come back to Manchester, and it's really great to be here. And as Joe was saying earlier, it's really nice to go to Keene. There's definitely um, there's a reason I, I I was here for that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also great to be back in Manchester. Um, Keen's great to yeah, go and then leave. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Would you say go and live? And no, Keen is great to go and then leave. That's what I've been hearing from a couple of people yeah, before. Oh, that's uh, that's how I feel about Boston. Ooh, I'm terrified of that. There are a lot of war memorials, like modern war memorials in Manch. There's I remember yes, like a Sunday morning. John on Stark was born on Elm Street. What? Who's John Stark? General John Stark. Nice. Who's John Stark? He's not from Game of Thrones. Not Google one, it. Not I wouldn't Starks. know. What is a game? Of, what is Game of Thrones? <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't a, either. It was a good did, South Park. They don't parody. know. Everybody's looking at you. What's? It's, <laughs> it's a friggin' show. It's. Uh, uh, is it HBO in Manchester? Show. Huh? Does it take place in I Manchester? I killed my TV. No, but the Starks are. The, I killed um, cable. I killed Netflix. I killed Hulu. Then I killed Facebook. Then I killed my computer. Then I killed Iron my phone. Man? How? Why are you so aggressive to, towards your? I go towards technology. I go outside now. It's an amazing thing, and Did I actually ta- like talk face to face with people. It's this amazing thing called Meet Space. <laughs> meet Space. Meet is Space. It, is that a? Um, yeah. I, I didn't coin the term. It's think about it. No, I was thinking Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Meatwad. Meatwad. His cousin is Meat Space. Meatwad and Meat Space. That's hilarious. Meat and bones and stock and ligament. So you've given it all up and and you've. I'm really moving that way. I'm really moving that way. Um, I find that the internet's. I mean, it's a good tool for research and and getting my my morning weather shot. But um, I really don't find it to be uh, much more than an energy and time suck for the most part. Being in matches. Uh, been wonderful for me. Because it's it's getting me back in touch with um, West Side of Manchester. Sorry, uh, West Side, <laughs> West Side. And this is actually the first time shitty. first time I've really spent a lot of time on the West Side. Uh, most of my most of my stuff was on the East Side previously in life. So it's it's really cool to be over on the West Side now. Um, but it's great to be there, and I really enjoy talking more directly with people. Not uh, I think so much as lost. Except for basic information, like what is the population of Manchester? Mm-hmm. Google it. But to but to interact with but it, to interact with people in inter- online interactions, you just lose so much. So I just prefer to and God TV. I see enough drama already. I don't need more of it. <laughs> you know, so that's what it's for. It's so we can uh, so we have something to come home to after a hard day of work of collecting that tax revenue to distract your stress from one thing and put it on something else That's yeah right. i don't know so we can so we can handle another day of it okay rinse and repeat so you watch game of thrones i've i've heard of it I mean that's that's about, but it it doesn't uh, make me want to run out and buy I watch, a computer. I watch all kinds. I read all kinds. I play all kinds of video games. I got all kinds of distractions, but I also do this, and you know I you know. I go to the occasional school board meeting and I kind of rile them up over there. They're not they're not really happy with me right now. I heard you've been rabble rousing some stuff. Yeah. You and Daryl. According to their uh, system, that's what we're supposed to do. 
no, no, they don't like the uh, getting in people's faces and going down to Central Square and bullhorning 420 events and well, going topless and wearing their rifles and the whole night. That's the wrong way to do it. That's well, the, maybe there's a point to that. <laughs> and they're like, well, if you really want to change the system, you need to work through the system. You know, get Yikes. get elected or you know put some petition warrants together and you know let the people vote on it. Well, guess what? They don't like that either. And uh, well, what it is, so they, it, they weren't expecting any, they weren't expecting anyone to go that far because that's hard. That right. takes work. That takes work. Signatures. It and, takes you know, smarts. Yeah. It takes a knowledge of their system, and it, it. You know, my gosh, Conan, you have a job. That's right. That, that you cannot be. And a when they, did, if and you when have they a didn't job. like what was submitted, <laughs> yes, they used their authority <laughs> right. to slap it down. Except, guess what? They broke the law doing it. They broke their law doing it so you know we have a court a court case it's, i hear uh, i hear daryl did a wonderful he, job he did, in a court. Very, he did a very good job uh i'm going to use daryl as my attorney in fact from now on uh i know he i think he likes what uh what? what's his pizza place he likes to eat at anyways he also likes uh keen buffet so i know <laughs> that i can just take him there a couple times oh jim well. eddie's down on um on route 10 south actually oh. does uh, a fantastic breakfast buffet and it's really reasonably priced and uh it's on the weekends and so it's like all you can eat breakfast they've got prime rib and all sorts of stuff and it's, you just yeah, go. How, many, how many attorneys will work off of uh We'll eat for food. Buffets. We'll eat. We'll eat for food. We'll work for food. Right. Buffets are one yeah, of my favorite things. He did an excellent job. Uh-huh. We should be hearing some uh, uh, results from that pretty soon. Um, I don't think that they, their attorney, the school board attorney, has a has a chance in hell, has a case in hell, um, and uh, I think it's going to look favorable towards us. Now it's, we'll probably have another election. There'll probably be another deliberative session, and I'm not looking forward to that. I wasn't trying to, you know, Are you guys? That, that's going to cost money, and that's, I'm trying to save the city money. Is I he understand, arguing? but if they're not fighting, but, but they're not, if they're not fighting fair, then there's really... That's right, and next know. year, they probably won't do the same thing because they'll know, hey, these guys are serious. These guys aren't playing right. around. Right. So is Daryl's argument or his his case is that the law was broken when the amendments were changed at the meeting they were changed to lose their meaning okay you can change so it's not about the uh department of revenue administration when you submitted them changing the order when they were presented like that's daryl decided not- daryl decided not to bring that up okay but yeah that was part of it they changed the Why order <laughs> they changed they changed the order to because that seemed to be like the actual fix was in the revenue office before and it didn't matter how they were presented or amended or anything like that oh it most definitely mattered how they were meant because there was there was more of a case changing the order there really isn't an rsa that says you can't change the order of the amendments Mm -hmm. Um, that was part next time i write up an amendment i'll make sure that the whatever order it's placed in it won't it won't matter uh, so we decided to bring, but actually changing the wording so that the so that it doesn't matter if you vote yes or no on it, they both have no meaning, have no value. They've lost the bite. Right. That's that's there's an there's an RSA specifically. It was specifically written up so that these cities and these school boards uh, they can't, can't change the intent. Yeah, they can't change Which the is, intent of the law. That's the, not the, what the they. That's not what they were saying during the meeting. That's yeah. They said that they weren't changing the intent. No, they never said intent. They only said subject. You, 
they and Daryl and Ian and everybody else who is talking always were harping and bitching on, oh, it's changing the subject. No, it's not changing the subject. When the subject really wasn't changed, but the intent was. And if the RSA is about you can't change the intent, which I think the other case... But, but the intent was changed. Yeah, no, the intent was changed. So and the, it so seems like is, an innovation and everybody's uh, getting worked up about it and going to court is that the subject was changed, which is what everybody was saying during that meeting. Mm -hmm. For like however many hours it was the subject was changed, the subject was changed. And even I was there and I saw like, okay, this is totally like fixed already. But the subject wasn't changed. The subject the was there. the intent was changed. These are different words. All right, so we need to we need to actually and words get have the meanings. Up words mean things. Hey, wait a second. And I'm if not the RSA on the is camera, about intent, right? then both. Yeah, you're still here. <laughs> I'm I'm the disembodied dummy. Uh, there's a jacket over there talking. That's right. Oh, right. Here I am. <laughs> Military jacket. I should put that on. Because it's. it's but chilling. I mean, even when somebody was they they wanted. When, when the normals were going up and they were saying they wanted more money for their uh, what special ed or whatever mm -hmm. programs that they wanted, they were changing the subject too because a number is a real... Yeah, but you're... No, you're, uh, no, no, you're, no, no. A number is a to, real you're, thing. But and you're the, allowed to change... That's, in, that's actually stated in the RSA that you're allowed to change the values, number values. The value is... It, it's part of the subject. The subject was still being changed, but the intent wasn't. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. <laughs> What do you guys? You guys are you just guys, driving me up a wall what, with these words that mean the same thing, and they are the same thing, even though the sounds are different. It's phonetics. People. Welcome to politics. Um, the school system over in your neck of the woods. How's it? Uh, how's kill it face going? for president. How's I don't know. Um, I don't have kids, so I don't know uh, what the school systems are like in Manch. Um, you know, that I've, I read some comments after all this took place that uh, none of us have kids. So we shouldn't have Therefore, a say in the Therefore, shut up and give us your money. People are actually saying that uh, Daryl and Ian and Conan should shut the hell up because, you know, they don't have a they don't have kids and they don't oh and they're not even property owners. So what do they care? How do you like how that works? <laughs> so, shut up. Slave. And by the way, I I do have a teenage kid who's right. running around here somewhere. Right. And uh, and, I, do. and I do own, own property, property, but it really doesn't matter because oh, you know. We all pay property taxes, whether you whether you believe that Directly you do or, or not, not. Right. You do pay property taxes, and uh, you and you might have kids one day, and you might not, or you might have a brother who has kids or a sister who has kids. There might be some kids in your family somewhere, but uh, yeah, that that whole argument is, and I've seen it more than once. It's not just like one clown came up with this silliness, but uh, yeah, it's it's on a regular basis. What do these guys? What do these guys even care? And, uh, and then at the same time, four minutes later, they're lamenting that the voter turnout is so low. It's like, what do you yeah, care? It is, it is abysmal. The, the, like, 50, the 1,500 people who vote in Keene on a regular basis are the same 1,500 people who always vote. Who work for the city of Keene. They, yes. They have, they have a stake in the game. They're either family of uh, the city employees or school employees or or the people who were up there trying to get the special needs uh, programs updated. How many people live in Keene? 23,000. And that's not counting the uh, college students. That well, is very the low. college students choose to not count, so no, good no, no, for no. them. But they no, do no, vote. No. They do vote. And according to some city council members, uh, they're, the fact that their parents send them here and they, they're actually sending money to the city of Keene that in, they indirectly. Do. 
or direct uh, media, however you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> in the form of rent. And of course, and of course, Keene State is paying their rent, Goods their property services. taxes too. So. No, they're tax exempt. Are actually, they for real? yeah, state colleges none do not. The, none of the no. buildings are. No. Does the city of Keene make any money out, nope. out of the Keene State? Nope. Well, then that was a bad. Well, they well. do. I, well, I guess when they're well, writing r- tickets right. for so underage tickets drinking and rents and all of the foot traffic business and the vibrancy, quote unquote, of the downtown. And now, after 20 years of Pumpkin Festival, we now have some responsibility on the on the, on the, on the part of the the party in Keene Staters to actually help with um, some of the the event situations rather than contributing to making it worse. Um, and think about all the money that yeah, but all, all the money they spend uh, uh, policing the streets after hours after Friday nights to you know sure rescue all those drunk and disorderly, drunk, disorderly college students from themselves. You know how much money are they wasting, and in the court, the court costs and whatnot. Oh sure, it's, it's a money just, machine. It's just silly, absolutely silly. All right. So, anyways, I, I, I interrupted you. The schools in uh, in Manch, you, d- you don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, what I can say from my experience is that the homeschool population is um, very. I hate to use the word vibrant again, but it is it is very healthy mm-hmm. in Manchester um, and in Concord. Um, I've been to uh, Concord for hearings several times, walked past uh, rooms that are, are holding hearings regarding homeschooling, and they are filled with kids. That sounds foreboding. And <laughs> and you would you would not know. Like I actually stopped and backed up and did a double take because it was a room full of kids. These are like grammar school age, grade school. Mm-hmm. Um, entertaining themselves doing schoolwork you could hear a pin drop in this room and it was a, it, it was a two hearing rooms that were opened up and all the kids were just you know and then the hearing started and some were very articulate for being very young um, but the the homeschool population um, in New Hampshire certainly uh, but in in my my experience in Manchester and Concord is, is very healthy. Uh, and I think that's great because the, the reports I see of the quality of the public school, public school system in Manchester, especially is just abysmal. Yeah. Well, they say we've got really good over here, except we're only spending like 19,000 per student. So I guess you I, know, I should hope so. I should, I should hope that we are producing like uh, brain surgeons, gold plated children, rocket scientists. Do they the get a gold plated iPad for that? Cause I, I know the microchip in their brain should be gold plated. I see. <laughs> yeah. Is there really 19,000 a student? Yeah. Is it when, you, when you, when you add up the state school tax and the city tax, it comes up to 19 and it's going up this year too. I haven't done the math for what is going to be going up this year. Or actually it's already gone up, but uh, wow. yeah, that's, that's just, nonsense and and i'm told that the surrounding uh new england states are even more like new york is up in the 20s and stuff and it just keeps going up every year and they and they they swear up and down that uh they they feel the the property owners and they know that the taxes are hurting but you know it's for the kids you know what are you going to do socialism only works until other people's money runs until everything yeah exactly and mm-hmm. uh it's it's getting to that point uh you know the big question is whether you know, whether I'm, I, I'm definitely wasting my time trying to fix the the system, the current system, which by the way, I'm not trying to fix it. I'm just trying to, you know, make people more aware of, you know, how much waste is going on. I know that this is not going to fix it. Right. Uh, the question is, what is going to fix it? And is it going to be a collapse and we just need to start over at zero? Or I mean, what's... 
Well, I think what you've done, Conan, is as well within the bounds of um, fullest practical effort toward minimizing the role of government to the protection of life, liberty, and property, which I think is, is if not verbatim, pretty close to my understanding of the mission of the Free State Project. So I, th- I think you have, a, you know, practical effort. I think you've done fantastically, honestly, and and you put a lot of work into it. I know I've I saw you down getting signatures, and mm-hmm. um, and you put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into that work, and to have the city just um, just spit in the face of their own rules, and then just be like, oh well, they're not going to do anything about it. I mean, that doesn't look that doesn't make me respect the city of Keene mm-hmm. uh, anymore, or. Uh, you know, it does nothing for me to respect that authority anymore um, because if they can't play by their own rules, then... I think it would have been fun if they did and then just went on and on about how, like, we need the money and, oh, my gosh, Conan... Start an NPR pledge drive. Well, I mean, no, like, if they had let the the deliberative session and the intent had, the intent had stayed and then they just spent the rest of the, you know, season electioneering or whatever just saying, like, Conan's the devil. He wants your children to starve. <laughs> and then I, that, that would have been so much more fun than just like, uh, no, we're not even going to play. Yeah, well, the, the truth of the matter is I don't want your kids to starve. I actually uh, want your kids to prosper and do well. And if you continue to raise the taxes, the property taxes in the city the way that you are, you are having a detrimental effect on their livelihoods. And the only way to fix it and, and uh, provide... Steal all Conan's good, money. That'll solve future, everything. A, a good future for them is to keep a nice, good, healthy city, and overtaxing. Look, he's got glasses. You know he's up to no overtaxing good. the population. And I haven't, I haven't cussed the entire evening. I have. Oh, you did. I heard you. Did I for real? I winced. Yeah. All right, guys, we got to take a break. Okay. Perfect. Um, I I usually do more comical, more fast, upbeat songs for the break songs, and so I saw take the this off. nonsense. Um, I had never heard this song by Katy Perry. I think Katy Perry is one of the girl pop musicians that I scourge on society. My daughter won't even listen to uh, Katy Perry. This is oh, Dark I, Horse. I, I belt out Katy Perry. Do you do you like, real? like a rock star? Do you, know, do you yeah. know this song? No, I do not. So I actually had, I, I had never seen the song. I had to watch it after this. But the neat thing about this is it's not Katy Perry Dark Horse. It is some dude who sings the whole song in twenty different styles. So ten seconds, and he changes the style up. It's going to give you brain damage. And I wish to God I had listened to this with the with the video minimized so I could have tried to figure out, because it's labeled. Each each segment is labeled, and you get to figure out who he's singing. He, does a, he does a pretty slam-up job. Okay, let's see it. It's, well, it's going to give you brain so damage. the question is, do you want to see it, or do you want to just listen to it? I want to see it. Or listen to it and try to figure out what he's what what style he's singing in. No, she, she wants okay. to see, I it. see it. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> guys, this is Katy Perry's "Dark Horse" sang in twenty different styles. The guy's name is Ten Second Songs. That's the only information I could get on him. Uh, it's time for that break. So, go to break. Let's rage. So you wanna play with 
I know someone who could show you how. Conan, he's looking at me. <laughs> I'm trying to scare you. Yes, I am not trying to scare her. You know what? That's not even funny. It's not even funny. Mark got such. Oh, are, oh, we are now. Try okay. to get going. Oh, okay. Do we, do hey, we... everybody, welcome back to the show. It's hour two of Black Sheep Rising. I'm done talking politics. Taking off the monocle and the top hat. Let's talk about how old we are. Very. Let's feel our age with this article that I found. 15 metaphors you will only understand if you're a millennial. Okay, so what's a millennial? I don't even know. We were supposed to look it up at one Google show it. and we never got around to it. Google it. Google it. But maybe we could answer the Just questions first and find bit. out if we are millennials. Oh, I am totes not. You're not a millennial? I'm under the no, impression no, I'm that totes, millennial is like what Gen Y used to be called or something. Like if you're born in the 90s or late 80s. I think it would be generational nicknames. I don't grant legitimacy to any labels. Numbers aren't real, man. This is the first definition on the old Google search. Millennial. Adjective. Oh, God. Here we go. Denoting or relating to a period of a thousand years. Not what we're looking for. We're looking for the noun. Noun. A person reaching young adulthood around the year... Mm -hmm. 2000. Define young adulthood. Google it. I think so a Gen Y. So, Sean, are you right? Yeah. Um, so, I'm not. I, okay. So, can we Google Gen Y? Gen Y. 
What is a Gen Y? And someone will speak while I'm... Yeah, and I believe I'm Gen X. I... I graduated in 2000, so I think that makes me one. Yeah, I graduated in 02, but I always thought it was like... Or the millennial generation, also known as Generation Y, are the demographic cohort following Generation X. Yeah. There are no precise dates when the generation starts and ends. Researchers and commenters use birth years ranging from the early... 1980s to the early 2000s. Yeah, no, that's not me. I'm I'm Gen X. Can can you? I think um, Google Gen X for me. Just I'm sorry, just one last thing. Yes, we are. 82 or all sorts of googly. Okay, kind of the same thing except 1960s to 1980s. Yeah, okay. So I'm I'm Gen X. They definitely came before Y. Um, Thank goodness. But now I kind of, well, I. I moved out a little early, but all of but I would say that all of my uh, cohorts uh, were were two thousands when they came into their to their bloom. You know, started having kids, started having good jobs, good paying jobs. Um, so I guess I am a millennial. Shauna's a millennial. No, not really. Shauna's never told I'm, me your age. I never looked. I've told. It's been a really long week of people all week long not knowing how old I am or something. I don't. I know, and a couple of the people just don't know what numbers are, so that's cool. And I'm not knocking it, but it's uh, it's pretty neat. That no one can figure how old you are. That's a I, good thing. I don't know if people are putting thought into it. They just ask me, and then there's a surprise or something. Well, I didn't actually ask anybody how old they were. I just said, "Hey, look at this this article." Right. So let's figure out what millennials um, yeah, learned. I, uh, in the last uh, 10 years or so. So apparently I will only understand these. I won't understand any of these. Well, I didn't understand any of them, so I guess I'm not really a millennial. But I did skim this but earlier. Because I, do. I didn't, Please but I don't see listen a doctor, to a lot of this then, crap. understand a couple of them. very old marketing campaigns. What's that? A lot of these. They're not really like songs. It's not like a cultural thing. They're it's all just like songs. These are all like songs. They're uh, little slogans from songs and stuff, and yeah, lines from songs. If you don't Snippets listen to of lyrics. pop, you won't know any of them. If no, you don't listen to no, rap, no, you have no choice. Everywhere you go, you are forced to listen to like today's pop, music. Or today's music. When I'm in crap the, rap when I'm in the store, listen to music. The music that's playing on the speakers. I'm not really listening to it. Oh, yes, you are. You are. I assure you, you are. It's going. It's getting in you there. Are, you are absorbing it. I guarantee it. Yeah. yeah but I, but I don't need... actually know what I'm listening. to. I got Rick rolled at Cumberland Farms the other day. I listen to songs. <laughs> I've listened to songs 50 times. I don't know the lyrics. I've been in like line edit. Actually, when I was driving to Phoenix, I was trying to I'm trying to figure out how many different different songs I know the lyrics to, or how many different songs I only know partial lyrics to, mm-hmm. because I and I know the number as I as I get older increases. But it's got to be some pretty crazy stuff because I knew a lot of songs all the way to Phoenix. I knew a lot of songs all the way home. And now you don't some, know them anymore? Cause oh, no. I, I mean, I still know them. But how many songs How many songs do you know the words to? Only the ones I know. I sing at karaoke. Those are it. I've d- but, I did a recent test on this when I was driving back from St. Louis uh-huh. in a car with no radio all by myself. Yikes. And so I went through almost every song I know and... I, I think I know all the words to about three of them still, where I could come up with no radio. Yay! I though I don't Funny know story. many lyrics of any songs. I just it's not. I'm listening to the melodies and I'm listening to the, you know, just the the, the regular. Hmm. What is the melody? Is that the sound part? It could it could be the vocals. It could be the guitar. It could be anything. It could be the drum beat. 
just uh, it's so just, you're listening to the song then yeah I, I listen to the song as a whole the lyrics aren't necessarily a big thing in my book as far as what is necessary and uh uh, the, 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 I'm not listening to the song because I'm trying to feel, feel, the, feel the pains and woes of the singer when, when he went through his little breakup or whatever. It's, it's not or whatever drug binge he was on. It's not important to me. So this you, dude, this artist, you, you totally sold, don't sold out. And you're you like, missed whatever. out on Johnny Cash then. Yeah. Johnny Cash is way before my time. The only time I the first time I heard Johnny Cash besides the Lake of Fire was the uh, him doing the Hurt rendition. The Nine Inch Nails everyone cover. loves, and everyone's like, yeah, Trent did an all right job, but uh, Johnny Cash blew it out of the water. I'm like, no, no, stop giving him the time of day just because he's Johnny Cash. I actually, it, I think he did a, a, he did a good good cover. I think it was more that uh, Johnny Cash, of all people, covered Trent, of all people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and that the was lyrics more, more of the appeal. Absolutely. To what, to what he was uh, trying to portray. Sure, sure. Um, I, I will agree that the lyrics in that case were meaningful. And, of course, you could hear what he was saying as sure. well. It wasn't all... Ozzy Osbourne style. None of that nonsense. Right, drilling on himself. So... Does anybody know she had dumps like a truck? I've never heard that <laughs> before. Dumps like a truck. Ever. This sounds like uh, toilet habits to me. Right. <laughs> I would, so let's, let's explore this, I would please. Never, yeah, I would never say this about a woman who I was, uh, I had a fascination with her booty. I would never say her dumps were like a truck. How, how would you compliment a, a nice booty? Um, you have a nice ass. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, there's. I, mean, I guess it's neat to... Uh, to use metaphor and well, let's what's if you're classy. Uh, what is it actually what's from? The exp- yeah, what's the explanation here? Okay, so this guy is the picture is a guy running over some dancing girls. He's just like running over like uh, like uh, crouching tiger, if you will. Uh, the song thong song. It's from Cisco. So that's that guy who had like one song. Dumps refers to a woman's butt for some reason. Like a truck means large. Together they sound like dump truck. This still doesn't make sense. It's probably never been used since. So I actually do remember the thong, the thong, thong, thong. But I don't remember lyric, this song. You know, never. Uh, <coughs> I just remember a lot of times working in fast food and being stuck listening to either what other coworkers wanted to listen to, mm-hmm. which I'm always outnumbered because I usually would rather listen to nothing, which is. Just because I can't stand music a lot. I, I think it's democracy rules. There's two of us and yeah. one of you. So you're fucked, Conan. That's, pretty pretty much that exactly works. that. So, I mean, I just remember listening to this a lot and being, you know, familiar with it just from that. But it's not like an active participation. Come on like now. A, you listen to this in the shower no. on the way to work. You, knew all the, right. you, know, you probably know all the lyrics. The uh-huh. next one on the list is two. I'm like a bird. I'll fly. I'll only fly away. And this is from Nelly Furtado, another person I don't know. <coughs> song makes me another like song have I don't to know. like create noise over it. As in a is this something? Yeah, you do know this song though, right? Yeah, because it gets stuck in your head like really easily. It's like I can't. Can you sing it to us? No, it's horrible. I don't know this one it's either. Horrible. Often misheard as I want to fly away. This lime. This line is uh, way deeper than you ever thought. You can't tie Frittata down. She's unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do know this song. 
I have, oh, I know this one too. I haven't played yeah. it on the show yet, but I will most definitely one day. I have three uh, Outcast songs I want to play on the show, right off the top of my head. Shake it like a Polaroid picture, and the song is from uh, the song is from Hey Ya. It's the Outcast, and I think it's just Big Boys or no, it's our Andre Three Thousands. Uh, side of the album I think they split up and did Big Boy did one side and he did the other side and uh, I remember this because it, and it's, it alludes right, right here there was actually a PSA that went out from Polaroid saying you're not actually supposed to shake your Polaroids mm-hmm. and I, it was probably a year before they actually stopped manufacturing Polaroids all Polaroid film altogether. yeah I remember that where's Daryl don't know Oh, he's um, on Free Talk Live. Yes. Why are you wanting to talk about him? Um, he is somebody is making him channel his spirit into mine because none of these are metaphors; they're all similes. Oh, they, you know they actually said something about that in the first. Uh, that doesn't matter. No, but uh, no, a metaphor this could be a, a simile. I think a, isn't metaphor all encompassing? No. Do we have to look that up as well? Do it, Sean. I just told you. No, <laughs> no, I think actually me- Daryl just told you. I think a metaphor is all encompassing. Oh, so just in case you're wrong, I can blame it on old Daryl. Metaphor. Help us out, Skynet. It does not use like or as. It's a figure of speech. Correct. A it does simile not use like uses or as. like or as. Without you, that's it. Paragraph two. It includes a simile. Okay, so yeah. according to that, like, the uh, Common so Core minute, teachings wait, 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 wait. says that there is a difference. Hold on. So the uh, title, I have the a article title in reading things out loud. They just got to say it's similes instead of metaphor. Metaphor yeah. is a type of analogy and is closely related to other rhetorical figures of speech that achieve their effects via association, comparison, or resemblance, including allegory, hyperbole, and simile. In simpler terms, a metaphor scrolls down so I can't read it. Compares two objects, things without using like or as. I thought I said something else. uh, If only. No, every time that I was forced in prison, in school prison, and they said, what's the difference between a simile and a metaphor? Simile uses like or as, metaphor does not. Okay, so none of these are metaphors, they're all Similes. Similes. Specific. 15 similes you'll understand if you're a millennial. And if. Daryl, go back to whatever you're doing. If you're a millennial, you've been out of school for so long that you (laughs) only know the difference between a simile and a metaphor. Right. Daryl out. So we're still. We needed the young young lady on the show to. uh, Dot, hey, buddy. To clear this this up up. for us. So, yeah, I remember that that little ad, Polaroid's little thing about. And actually, I don't think it was from Polaroid. I think it was a news article. They're like, hey, guys, you're not supposed to shake these. Right pictures in fact you're supposed to just set them down and walk away right and these guys are like well duh we were just saying yeah but everyone else i mean i've always heard that everyone shook them that's just a that's just a normal thing back in the day when you can actually afford them they're not like a dollar a pop right um which is just silly thank you digital technology light up a stage and wax the chump like a candle who the hell is this guy that's vanilla ice dude that's like 80s or like a candle Early 90s, wasn't it? That's not the same as... This was... Wow, so I was a kid. This was like being mocked on In Living Color with like Jim Carrey. Doesn't he look like Max Headroom? Doesn't he look like Max Headroom? (laughs) A lot more than the Eminem Max Headroom that just came out, which is horrible. Oh, no. 
Yeah, he just did a little thing with corn and Eminem and Ice Cube. Oh, God. No. Yeah, it's just silly. But it's all about NSA and crap and, you know, them watching us. Hey, what, whoa. What are you going to do about Incoming it? Dog. Have you never seen Jim Carrey on In Living Color? Yes, as James, Vanilla Ice? James Carrey. No, yes. as, as Vanilla Ice? No, I don't, I don't remember that at all. I'll find mm. it. I remember him on the plane doing, there's something on the wing. Some. Okay, thing. dude. He was fire marshal yeah. built. Yeah. I know you want to stay. Yeah. You gotta no, go. It's, so it's yes, on there's another simile. Don't go chasing waterfalls. That's, that's neither. <laughs> that's an imperative plural. Neither <clears throat> active indicative. Uh, style. No, this is, this is <laughs> or the my brain is infected with hating wait, wait. these songs and having to think. Like you say, oh, I don't care about the lyrics. Lyrics like really line. like I think about them the or it yeah. like bugs me. It stick to the rivers. It, the, it doesn't make sense or it's like horrible yeah. stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't. I thought it was rhythm and style that you're used to. <laughs> Number five is don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> We've already discussed this one, like over here in the last yeah, minute. Yeah, and I'm uh, sorry, Shauna was talking all over you and telling me something. Just got two conversations going on here. I'm gonna have to. Um, Don't go no. chasing things that are beautiful, but might actually could just hurt you. Randomly turn off the microphone. <laughs> oh, we're doing it again. <laughs> Shauna. Blah 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 <laughs> blah. Sorry, Shauna. Did you guys? Did Did you know this song? Yes. Shauna. Yeah, I've heard it. You listened to this one. No. Yes, you did. You listened to this one and sang it in the shower. You besmirch me. On the way to work. Number six is You're My Wonder Wall. I am an emo guy. That's a predicate nominative. Wonder Wall was by Oasis, who suck. I do remember that little group. That's a preference. (laughs) That's a a preference. We don't know what a Wonder Wall actually (laughs) is, but we are willing to guess that it's a metaphor for something. Yeah. Oasis sucks. But some people like them. I, I, I wasn't defending Oasis. I, oh. I'm just saying it's you were stating a preference, not like a fact. They are pretty sucky. You are my fire. I'm sticking to my guns. Here's another one. You are my fire. Now that's a metaphor, right? Because now I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I want it that way. The it's Backstreet Boys. AJ always had a pyromanic vibe, pyromaniac vibe to him. I never listened to the Backstreet Boys. Okay, so that I don't know that one either. No. Nope. I had to hear it. I went to high school. This is a horrible article for us. It is. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know this one. Uh-huh. Number eight, The World is a Vampire. Bullet with Butterfly Wings by the, the Pumpkins. Pumpkins. Vampires suck blood. The world sucks. Smashing Pumpkins Any do not suck. Sense. Pumpkins were trying to reference their status as the goth kids' heroes and point out that we sometimes all live... In a pretty shitty place <coughs> where I have to cough. <coughs> yeah, I was looking for the cough button earlier because I'm used to being in the studio. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not know. there yet. Or with the little swivel arms for each mic. So right. We're not uh, the booms. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yep. Some people are more, some people are more touchy than others. And they don't know they just keep their hands still the entire show. I'm very touchy. I don't know if you've heard. All touchy, touchy, feel, touchy, feel, touchy, 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 feel, feel. feel. <laughs> or they let the dog in their lap and they let the do the the dog does the tail slap. What's it's a good. Dog. Your body is a wonderland. Yeah, this guy sucks too. Your body is a wonderland by John Mayer. Meyer, Mayer, Mayer, Mayer. How do you say his last name? I don't know. I think John. he dated um, Jennifer Aniston though, didn't he? I think he dated a lot of um, actor girls. I think that's his thing. 
I think hmm. they all think that he's something something hot or something. What do you not with that face? That is the whole of the law. When you uh, when you look at the uh, John Mayer there. When I think about him, I feel funny inside. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> because it reminds me of the dude from the Wonder Years, which is what it looks like. Um, I don't know. The, the star, Fred, the star Fred, Savage. Fred Savage. Yeah, he looks like him. Are you serious? Yeah. I, never, I don't like remember Fred Savage ever making that face. Like eyebrows and a mustache? He looks metaphorically okay. like him. There you go. Way to bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> So let's do it like they do it on the Discovery Channel. This is a really good album. I don't know this. Are you are, are you letting me read these so you get, you get stuff your fodder for your soundboard? <laughs> um, maybe. The uh, I do remember this album and this group. I don't know if they're doing anything these days. But oh, Bloodhound they, Gang, they yeah. We actually played one of their on the Porkfests uh, show. We actually played uh, the Roof Is on Fire. It's the closing song, so I remember that. But yeah, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. What the hell are they talking about? What do they do on the Discovery Channel? Did you, well, animal um, style. Animal yeah. style, yeah. The Bad Touch Bloodhound Gang, the Discovery Channel used to feature television shows about animals. Remember that? <laughs> I haven't seen the, Maury Schaefer. I haven't seen the Discovery Channel in... More, more, was it Schaefer, or was it more <laughs> Schaefer? Morley Schaefer? Morley Schaefer? No, the no it was Maury. I thought the, the guy who did that. No, the guy who did that. Um, Natural America. Oh, yeah, with yeah. Nice little intro with, with the, the very, the very the soothing vo- voice and the animals. Marty Stauffer. Marty Stauffer. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And then there was another one where Leonard Nimoy actually hosted, narrated the show. Right on. And he had an excellent voice for, uh, for that type of uh, that show. I appreciated his couple of years or whatnot doing that. The last time I watched the Discovery Channel, they had a fake reality show about Amish gangsters, and th- that was pretty much it. Fake I, I, reality? Was it? So wh- how fake was it? Because our co-host Daryl doesn't like that word. Fake. Fake. Well, th- they were going, and these supposed Amish guys were like shooting up people's cars and all kinds of other ridiculous things. It was like the repo shows of the Discovery Channel. It's the same thing with the History Channel now. It's terrible as well. I used to really enjoy watching their documentaries, though. And Nat Geo. <laughs> Nat Geo. I'm kind of curious about this dislike of the word fake. Can you guys elaborate on that a little bit? We uh, were talking about the first Kiss video that came out a couple weeks ago. Oh, God. Which I would never play on this show, except that the all the parodies that came out afterwards. So the first Kiss is uh, this black and white, emo-ish, indie uh, I think it's like four minutes and they bring like 20 strangers together into a room and they have them meet and kiss for the first time. They're strangers and they catch it all. And it's really, it's really mopey and silly. And you know, it's not something that I skimmed through it as fast as possible Blech. because when I, what I did see made me think, did everybody have their shots? Made me think of how, how, uh, uh, oh look, she's ungenuine. afraid of a disease. <clears throat> I'm sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> like that's why they would be all like shy around each other because they don't know if they've had the other person's had all do their it, shots. Do you have cooties? <laughs> See, right, it was, exactly. It, it was it was not very genuine at all. It, it felt unreal. It felt fake. It felt staged. 
And what was it? Because a it was. For? Yeah, it was. It was states. Oh, it was a commercial for clothes. But they didn't. But no one oh. knew about this when the when the video first came out. Okay. And it doesn't matter now because it's already lodged in. Yeah. So it got lodged. So it got all these views, all these millions of views. The and things then, I'm missing when I go outside. But continue. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you disconnect yourself from the uh, from Skynet, I mean. You, yeah. I mean, it's all over after that. But uh, you miss a bunch out of parodies came nothing out. but reality. They found out that uh, 90 percent of the people on this program were actors and actresses, and the person who played the the uh, the music for the sh- for the ad was you know one of the participants, and so yeah, the whole thing was staged. Of course, I said <gasps> it's fake, and of course I said it's fake, like boy bands are fake, and it's fake, like reality TV is fake. Dara wasn't having it. It's Darryl, not Darryl, fake. Daryl wanted me to use a different word. Use a different well, word. So it was. <laughs> so no, it was real. They were strangers, probably, maybe, maybe. But the fact that I used the word fake uh, made it all wrong, and Daryl blew a fuse. Oh. Which is all right because it makes good uh, sound drops, and uh, I don't think I've ever seen Daryl blow a fuse. <laughs> Man. Okay. You, yeah, you're missing out. Yeah. Am I missing out? Uh, I don't have to get used to fucking shit. <laughs> Daryl on a regular with patron. friends like you. God damn, <laughs> really? I mean, he's just—he cannot pick up a knife to yeah. cut a steak. <laughs> I could stab your eyes out with a spoon. Yeah. Just, well, I mean, he's, being he, calm. he does that, uh, right? He, he, and those those are the calm ones. He says some calm stuff. It's, and, and the other thing is, is that he he works all week doing his shows, and he has to you know keep low profile, <coughs> keep a civil tongue, and this is his one opportunity where he can just blow up. It's girls' night out. He can just go all out. Wow. Not at all. So you guys get all gussied up and come in and do BSR because I mean I I haven't really watched your videos so I haven't seen the the heels and the and the stockings and actually Corey Moore brought up the whole girls night out thing I, I think that he was more leaning towards that direction probably perhaps so no I don't get the gussied up that's not one of my things oh uh, no, well, that's not, a bummer uh, I clean the house they, you might get better ratings I vacuum the floor is that is that considered gussying I don't know what are you yes. wearing when you do it shorts yeah, no. Of course, not um, as cold like it is. I was wearing a shorts and a t-shirt. Have thing. you considered a, like a French maid frilly kind of outfit? I don't anything like that. No? We could fix that. Because French maids, are, the whole the whole French maid uh, outfit is like under <coughs> undergarments. That's the whole thing, right? Being able to see the frills and stuff. and Yeah, why? why frills can't be on the outside. Up. You make it sound like that's a barrier to... Undergarments are a barrier, yes. No, but you're make, like that detail is a barrier to you actually uh, going along with it and all that. I mean, otherwise, I would be perfectly okay with doing it if it wasn't for the undergarments. I'm just listening to the conversation. <laughs> Nimi's starting it. Nimi, the uh, host and founder of the Cuddle Factory. That's right. The Cuddle Shack. The Cuddle Factory. Where she she produces cuddlers on a uh, right off the belt. Safely, you know, I'm I'm very um I'm very, very happy that um uh, to, to see the um up upspring of um of new cuddlers. Uh, I think it's a, a very important uh, thing. You know, touch is touch is very important. I think affection is important to people too, uh, and I don't think touch necessarily needs to be sexual. So, 
um, I think it's great to see that the people are kind of running with that and starting their own gigs because Lord knows I can't cuddle everybody. Nor would I not with that no matter how much you try. Not with, that, not with that attitude. Oh wow. 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 I have not tried to cuddle everyone. <laughs> yet, yeah, I've anyway. read that uh, you know, the human touch is uh quite quite a necessary um feature that some people don't get enough of and in development. it really doesn't yeah. do well in the long run. It's it can be uh um very detrimental it can even can even cause uh, death in babies uh, through a condition called marasmus Mm -hmm. a failure to thrive Um, and if you look at romanian or cambodian babies at least in um, in like my generation and maybe five to ten years younger um, in orphanages where um, there was no handle time except for once once a day where the diaper was changed they had no toys no interaction aside from that one diaper change a day just because there were so many children i used to see severe uh disadvantages in these kids uh to be able to cope with stress later in life um be able to bond with anyone trust mm-hmm. anyone um it's very important um there are so many health benefits to to cuddling too it's a great stress reliever and and it's good for um heart health blood pressure you know, stress levels. Would you say that um, taking infants away from their mothers and and uh, uh, cutting their little peepees off, you th- would you say that's adequate touch? Where, where did would this you, happen? Would you see that's a whole... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Now we're on to the real subject. <laughs> what have you guys been doing at St. King's since I left? <laughs> there it goes. Uh-oh. If they were going to take uh, some infants away from their mothers for hours on end, right after their birthed you know birthed. you lose all that good touch yeah mother mother infant touch but, but but if you're cutting off their uh foreskin that's a whole bunch of that's a whole that's a, that's a stack yeah, okay this there. is this is entirely a realm with which i'm not familiar um i know a, a few of my activist friends are are very um active in the anti um Clipping of the PP, yeah. but I, I don't know much about the process since I don't have a PP of my own. Um, didn't get cut or not <laughs> cut, so I don't really I'm, know. I'm actually not. Uh, I'm not aware of it myself. I don't know so, what goes on. It's probably just a. Uh, I, th- a I thought it was a scalpel and a little. And yeah, I don't. I don't gone. know. So how do I feel about how do I feel about that? Was that the question? Well, I was trying to be silly, trying to you know, it, it's like a they're touching them babies. <laughs> touching those babies. There's a drop. And, uh, right. So, Nemi, are you in favor of them touching the babies? Bad touch. Um, no, I'm not. In, I don't. I'm not asking you that. Okay. Actually, I'm changing the subject. Thank God. No, I'm not done. So what, you're. What happened? You're basically saying generally, like this whole, not necessarily sexual or not sexual, but touch is important. Like there's. A connection to emotional and mental and physical health too. Yeah, right, right. Absolutely. There's, there's totally the physical, but I've always heard, or not always, but I've heard a lot through the years that they there's a separation between uh, church and state allegedly, and like physical and emotional. That that is something that is possible to be achieved, and that. Do you think some people are able to get away with it? They're like, hey, I don't need any of that touch nonsense. I'm I mean, um, actually, I, I've met several people in the course of my life who have um, 
deliberately counted the a span of time between their their physical contact. One was um, one was very extreme. Actually, had gone more than a year, um, not you know uh, doing a, an exchange for change mm. with someone, a cashier. You know, your hand might brush. He didn't have that. He didn't have a handshake with anyone. I didn't brush anyone's shoulder on the street. You know, even, and that absolutely has an effect on someone. The lack of the lack of touch, the lack of contact. What what about like uh, vocal communication? Does that count as uh, interacting and with your fellow human being? Oh, certainly, but it's not touch. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm trying to get at. I mean, um, you can certainly comfort someone with your words, but it doesn't necessarily have the same physiological reaction as cuddling with someone you care about or what if the what if the vocal interaction is loving uh it's it's you know their their emotions are being conveyed um i mean isn't that the same thing as giving someone a hug no if you go and say someone hey i really like what you what you what you're all about and you know respect you and all and isn't that kind of well i mean certainly context matters i mean i wouldn't just be like conan i really liked your show this week can we have an hour in the in in the sack watching a movie you know it's not it's (laughs) not that that's not how that works no that's not how that works um so so my whole my whole goal your theory is blown so just th- just stop the show. Yeah, show is done. Not We're over. Do it Twenty me. minutes left. That's it. <laughs> Might as well finish this show. <laughs> All right, this down. is the last show, guys. Right. I, That's it. Um, Nimmy's just let me know that. Uh, uh, I mean, so words are certainly effective. Uh, affection can be conveyed um, through words, I think. But I think um, touch is a very powerful. It's the first um, sense that develops. In a, in a developing fetus, mm-hmm. um, and it's I, I believe it's between six and nine weeks that um, shortly followed by the foreskin development of the foreskin. I really don't. <laughs> what's what's your fascination with the foreskin tonight, dude? Professor Conan. Like, did, no, you, I, did you have a did you it. have a bowl of them for breakfast this morning or uh, what? <laughs> I cook I cook them up like uh, bacon. Uh, no, like uh, pork pork rice. cracklins. Pork cracklins. It's terrible. It's, a, it's, a, it's an Asian thing. <laughs> it's no, uh, no. I I've always heard um, the 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 infants should stay with the mother after birth because that's not only the, does the baby get the breastfeed immediately, sure, sure, but the the bond is completed. So you had the whole in the uterus bond, but then the now the baby's up and the baby's getting to smell and taste and touch and the whole nine it makes the connection that this and is the outside not, and that's right. not what is done in today's time. The baby is immediately jetted off to some other cold room with a bunch of other babies in a, in a, in a line of babies like matrix or something. Several of my friends have and opted. Boy babies happen to also go to a room where they, you know, they get fixed up. Does they, it really get, happen get, right, right then? Up. I thought it was like, it wasn't, isn't it a bris? No, it's not with, like, no. With Jew, in Jewish tradition, it's like the eighth day or something in, like that. In some very um, extreme Jewish traditions, the rabbi actually does a circumcision with his teeth. What? So uh, yeah, you go on that one. Wow. That also. Don't know why you want to go to that job. That came a little quicker. So that's no, that's so some dedication, right? <laughs> What'd you wow. do today, honey? How was no, work? Or oh. unhealthy fascination. <laughs> Our friend Derek J um, uh, put an image on the old face space today, and it was uh, uh, a baby. Yeah, I saw that thing with straps. Yeah, and of course they had the what iodine stains. Yeah, uh, right at the right at the crotch area, so what you would spray down afterwards, and that's it's a pretty horrific looking uh, torture yeah. device. Yeah. 
So I actually don't Derek know what the procedure yes, is. Derek I don't know what, what the tools yeah. are and whatnot. Okay. Um, <laughs> all I know is that uh, it's unnecessary. And thanks, Mom and Dad, for um, yeah, alleviating me from a little bit more uh, sensory um, pleasure I might have had. Well, if, if I you still retained those bits. If I knew this was going to be that kind of show. This like, show is Thank so you, Mom and Dad. This, this <laughs> I could have brought a list. so much cleaner than usual shows. So thanks, Nemi, for... Um, oh, bringing, is, that my, is that my fault? Bringing us down. It's my that. fault. <laughs> well, if you watch uh, Penn and Teller's bullshit about circumcision, they, yeah, they do show a dude showing how he grows it back. Oh, for real? Yeah, for I've real. Heard, I've heard you can get it taped back on or something. Well, I... Oh, wow. You know... Nah, yeah, I don't want to have to register after telling you about it. But, um, yeah, w- watch Penn and Teller's bullshit. I think I actually had the Penn and Teller's on this hard drive somewhere. Well, I, think I might have to watch that then, one just so I can, yeah, um, I can let my viewers know next week. There's what a young, I <laughs> there's a young man showing how he did it, and he did grow it back. And the wife was like, "I'm happy as hell. Let me go make dinner." <laughs> And <laughs> it's going to be the fried foreskins of their older, baby children. And, and then there is like an older dude who's like, that's what it's supposed to look like, everybody. And I'm like, I am still watching this. What am I doing with my life? So uh, everybody like I, I I did have a boyfriend who complained and complained about it. And are not like Wait, it's not a valid his own not or having it or just having, it. The having issue. had it done to him and i was like well you know if you watch that there's you know you could look it up how to he's like no i'm like well, okay that, that would just right. involve more pain and uh, i yeah. i can't say like it didn't look uncomfortable to me on the show i think that <laughs> Uh, the guy how do we who get on this topic? His um, didn't sound back, all that trauma. Boys. He, oh, he okay. didn't, the guy Thank who did regrow his didn't sound all that trauma. All that like he didn't make it sound easy. But well, I'm an well old it's now, not it's like not you can just like deal. wish it back on. You know, I'm certain. I'm certain there was some time and someone told me that money. It's in the show. Money, <laughs> our it's wishes on the episode. You have enough of it, your wishes will come true. Free yourselves from the shackles of ignorance. I didn't man. hear the majority of what you just said, and I really don't want to ask you to say it again. <laughs> what? Money makes wishes come true. So if you really, really, really want it, then you can go pay some plastic surgeon to put my foreskin back on to stretch it or something, or maybe maybe some maybe there are foreskin donors out there. I'm not even gonna find it. I'm maybe when find you consider all the babies that you know the the the, the foreskin rinds I'm talking about. They're, they're busy a, a putting that, of them somewhere. No, they're not because they're ground up into like Estee Lauder makeup or something. <laughs> Mary Kay, check what's in your lipstick, everybody. Exactly, foreskin bits. Isn't it very coffee? Wow, wow. What if there's something in the air? I've been. Estee Lauder, Mary Kay, and, <laughs> and are there some like I don't, I don't know? There's know some makeup that, uh, or, or Shauna here moisturizer. That's uh, you know, why I got, make my own. She's got all these rescapes at her disposal. She's making all her own stuff. That cooking it up in the back. Shauna might be a witch. That doesn't have the remains of small mutilated like children a, you know, on like it. A, so what if she is? Is that certifiable? Well, I mean, when I say Wiccan, yes. like that one is actually grinding up toadstools and um, chants over them and. So what if she is? I'm, not, I'm just saying she might. I don't be. vote. Calm down. Doesn't even. Matter. She might know some rescapes. <laughs> End result. End result. People. Why don't yeah. you vote? Hey, you should be nice to her. Maybe she can help vote. your foreskin grow back. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> is that a euphemism or is that a? Um... It's a euphemism for voting. <laughs> Maybe she could. She could sprinkle some mushrooms over it or something. <laughs> 
I don't know. Oh, crap. Sprinkle some mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, it's very, um, my f- throat is very scratchy this evening. I, I did. I stepped off camera so I could be the disembodied voice of Nemi again. Mm-hmm. Except you didn't leave your jacket, so we don't I know who we're talking to. Oh, uh, right. Chair. It's not the flickering pumpkin head <laughs> that it could have been. Uh, a long time ago, uh, we talked about having Nemi on the show for the Halloween special last year, and Nemi was yeah, like, so six months ago. Either right? Nemi brought it up, or maybe maybe it was um, the week. It was at Social Sunday. The weekend, Shauna over here, the, and we're like, how do we get Nemi on if she doesn't want to be seen? This is actually kind of bizarre. And we're like, <laughs> well, what if we had like a. Uh, flaming pumpkin head. Just a pumpkin with a light. Just in, there, in with it. a light in it. And, and the light would she, flicker when yeah, I talk. Every time she talked, the light would flicker. And the whole thing is we can actually have a spiritual seance where we actually summon Nimi to the circle. Yeah, I think I saw it on Aqua Teen. I, I could have Skyped in from Manch. Yeah. And that never came to fruition, so hey, well, that's all right. It's all right. We got the, we got the physical She's embodiment of... I'm here now. Of Nimi here. And I brought carrots with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Liberty carrots. Hey, where were we? I don't know. We were talking about... Mutilated children. Yeah, mutilated stuff. Sad. For breakfast. Babies and touch. Oh, you're talking about touch. This is the best. And I don't know. I think that there are some people who do really, really, really need it. And there are some people who is just like, hey, you know what? It's not such a big deal. And I know this because I'm one of those types. I don't touch anybody ever. And generally speaking, I don't either. I handshake. Um, that's, that's the, re- the, response, <laughs> uh, the response has been surprising um, and overwhelmingly positive. Um, and yeah, the, the, the people do, who are responding do. are not the people you would necessarily expect. I mean, certainly there are the people who are like, hey, baby, I want to try to get you get as close to you as possible mm-hmm. and no you're not getting anywhere near me <laughs> so if i give you money you'll touch me yeah no <laughs> what's the happy ending no. cost uh, right yeah no <laughs> so um but it is very beneficial uh to people and and i'm glad that i'm glad to see uh folks really kind of offering that and and being more in contact with their their fellow person but not necessarily in a sexual way mm-hmm. yeah there's some people that go out. I've, I've been watching some things on people that go into self-imposed exiles into Alaska. And I was watching one or it was actually he was in the Yukon. And after like three days, he's on the camera just crying because he misses people so much. Well, and then the one I watched after that was a gentleman. He's the I forgot his name. He's sort of famous, but he lived up for 40 years by himself. And he only came back down in the last year or two before he passed away because he actually, you know, he, he couldn't sustain himself anymore out there. But 40 years for a long time, I'd imagine if you do that, you're fine with it. So I think it depends a lot on the person. On who but you are. That yeah. must be, I think it takes a really unique and special person to go live on their own. Yeah, they're, they're, pretty much they're all different types. Years. I think, sure. you know, some people really need it. Some people don't. They're monks so. or saints or something who did that, allegedly. I don't know any well, off the top of my as head. As far as Alaska's concerned, there was the guy who was going building his cabins every summer he would go up there and spend the summer building or cutting cutting logs i can't remember right offhand what the really really neat to watch if you if you're into the whole living off the grid agorist types who you know it's a, they're really alaskan videos to watch but um so if you're real if you're really an agorist you got to go to no, well, there's no other people to agorist with so i guess that wouldn't be agorized yeah that wouldn't be right but uh, as far as living off the grid yeah, he had it all. He had it down packed, but uh, but he knew what he was doing, and he wasn't living there either. He was just going there in the summers, and he was flying in, and he would come with all his supplies and stuff. And so he wasn't really living out the grid. He was just camping, serious, serious camping. 
super serious. It's pretty serious if you need to take a plane to get where you're camping. Oh, yeah. 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 If he had uh, stepped on a splinter the wrong way, that might have been the end of him. Forever and ever. Amen. Hey, what's this? When you take a sip, you buzz like a hornet. What the hell are these guys talking about? It means you're an angry drunk. And why is her name? <laughs> I mean, the hornets are bad and they like sting you and all that. So if you take a sip and you turn into a hornet? I guess it's saying, it says you're an angry drunk. When you take a sip, you're at a party or something and mm-hmm. you're drinking, get you and you're, drunk. And you're beating, beating you, on someone you next, next second. You buzz like a hornet, yeah. You make yeah, noise like and you're just being drink. a bitch. I'm terrified of mean drunks. Yeah, they're so. they're and they're out there, and it's like yeah, I know. You know just got to stay clear of them guys. I got time for that. Someone's got to sit them down too. You, you uh, yeah, you guys can do that. Sit them hmm. down and say, "Hey, look, you're a mean hornet drunk, and uh, you're really exactly you're really you bringing this drunk. you're really bringing this <laughs> party drunk. down." And a lot of people, a lot of them don't even realize that too. I I, I I've known a couple in my life's really my life's military. Yeah, I knew a couple in the military. They drank. <laughs> To end the day, to escape, and just turn into just nasty people. The demons came at him or something. I don't know. I, when I was in the military, I noticed a lot of that too. It was some of the nicest guys and everything, but mm-hmm. as, soon, as soon as they get the get the sauce in them, it was a different story. And in turn, yeah. it's and, and since then, I really haven't noticed it all that much, especially here in our community. I don't, you know, everyone drinks or does something to, to alleviate the the pain of uh, of the daytimeness. And uh, oh, they're that's pre- why I don't drink. Pretty, pretty good about it. No, you don't drink. Are you a hornet? Um, I was raised by a hornet, so I'm pretty sure that if I did get drunk, I'd be like just a terrifying, horrible. Probably be all right. Probably. I think you'd be fine. Uh, you probably just need that uh, the the shock of uh, of reality. Hey, this is what's possible if you're not if you don't if you're not if you don't have a cool head. You know, this is just going to open up doors, turn you into a demon, frothing demon. I don't know. I mean, I've never been drunk. Tim so Curry it demon from Legend. <gasps> Tim Curry, so darkness. Wonderful. Oh yeah. What? Let me say something. Baby got back. Is that the next one on the list? Yeah, this is the best one on here. Now I do remember this one. So we were talking about the uh, early nineties. The dump. Yeah. Tr- the dump truck. I don't remember that song, but I do remember this dump truck, and it's not uh, a dump truck. It's a back. baby with anaconda. Baby got back. Or right. my anaconda. Don't want none. Unless, Unless you got, got buns, buns hung. <laughs> what is it? But it's Fonda called... ain't got a motor in the back of her Honda. My, my anaconda, anaconda. Don't want none. Unless you got, got buns hung. Push. <laughs> if you compare that with the first one, um, well, it's like a I, dumb I would, It's like this is society devolving. I would encourage you guys to ask Daryl to sing this for you. Does he know the, all the lyrics? He knows all the lyrics. Do I really want to hear that, or is he do? Does he do a good job? He does a good job. Okay, maybe I'll consider it. You're welcome on the show. Maybe I'll get him on the show, and we'll watch wrestling. He would be so mad. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. Just be like, Nemi. Nemi said you should do it. Uh, for those of you who don't know what lyrics we were just chanting, it's Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-A-Lot. In possibly the most straightforward song of all time, <laughs> the night of mixing finds some poetic lyricism. lyricism. Holy crap. Calm down, Conan. Take I a know, deep man. breath. Get it together. Something, Everybody's something, looking something at you. Something is in the air, man. Maybe it's her. Maybe it's this silly mouseketeer. 
Number 13 is I'm a genie in the bottle. You got to rub me the right way. She's not even trying. <laughs> yeah. Is, is or, I'm that, sorry. Is she, that a she metaphor? She didn't write those lyrics. It was her handlers who wrote the lyrics for her. This is Christina Aguilera. Uh, a genie's a mythical creature that grants wishes to whomever frees it from a vessel. Aguilera wants you to free her by uh, rubbing her so she can get, grant some wishes. Just manipulate me and I will do what you want. <laughs> well, that's empowering. Let's go to college. Anyone ever listen to these guys? Yes. Bare naked ladies? Yeah, yeah I got stuck. Do you know this? Uh, Chickity China, the Chinese chicken. Yes. Chickity China, the Chinese chicken. Never heard it? You have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking. Watch the next files when the light's on. Okay, now I do recognize yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. Did they ever write anything other than that one song? Yeah. Like songs that actually, you know, made it Did onto well. the radio? Yeah. Bare Naked Ladies? Yeah. yeah. They were in um, Shrek, too. So I got picked up in, in Shrek. I think I recognize them now in Shrek. I'd have to rewatch it. I haven't seen Shrek in a while. I'm a believer. With the dancing, dancing Eddie Murphy. Seven, seven advertisements in that. Oh, really? Yeah. You think they were paid, though? Probably. Don't, it, they don't need to be paid. Number 15 is already my milkshake. Brings all the boys to the yard. And I love this picture. Carl's <laughs> Jr. <laughs> slash Hardy's commercial. This a poor girl sitting in her yard. Make the milkshakes, they said. Boys will come to the yard, they said, and she's just sitting there all lonely. So obviously, it's only fundamentalism. works. She she didn't she probably didn't make the right flavor. She took it literally. Well, she looks like she's in a in Florida or something, you know, some southern. And she only has one milkshake. And she only has yes. So it's somebody did plural. come for their. She milkshake. wanted she wanted to share, dude. Well, then she's a communist, and that means she believes in the state. <laughs> yeah, Therefore, she doesn't exist. It said, well, the original song is "My Milkshake." Brings all the boys to the yard. So it's right. just one in that case. Okay. Um, but this is this particular picture is milkshakes. She didn't, so she doesn't have enough. The tragedy of fundamentalism. And that's the last one. I mean, one. I, I see that picture, and if I was driving by, I'd be like, well, I could stop for milkshakes, but it's already halfway gone. And so by the time I park, there's not even going to be that much of a milkshake left. If she had another milkshake, I might stop. And, and see you know, that. I don't like drinking milkshakes with people. I would rather shake their hand than... Um, <laughs> you, you don't want to cuddle. But then you're touching them. The you don't want to cuddle. And I, you don't want to cuddle. You don't want to drink their milkshake. <laughs> by the way, Sorry. by the way, why I'm do a, you even leave the house? I don't really. Right. See, <laughs> to get angry. Uh, be like, I so didn't I, want I, your I milkshake anyway. <laughs> I don't have a problem with eating after people. Like I'm, you know, I'll, if you had a half a sandwich sitting there and you, and you were done with it, I'd finish it up for you. Maybe that's the touch that I'm not getting. That I'm getting through. Like I don't know. It's like the chewing. Do you, but would it be chicks? different? Do you think cuddling would make you want to eat the other half of the sandwich at the same or time the as me, or like the whole sandwich yourself? Like well, I'm saying, I'm that's, sure that's my cuddle are. time. My cuddle time has been uh, eating uh, their transferred food. into yeah, yeah. eating their food after them because that's romantic. So that yeah, I'm getting this. And if you bring a half off seconds. coupon, it's like the whole thing is free. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. But you know, saving money off of eating someone else's food, and I'm not having to waste my money. You know, keeping myself alive. Because keeping yourself the alive the is mon- wasting yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. The saving the money means I don't have to work so many hours at work any longer. So that's good for. So that's, when we so now we, I'm going to live longer because I'm not spending my life you know, wasting working. away behind it. a desk or uh, you know, out anywhere. Huh? So when you die and you're buried, are we going to have to put like coins in your mouth so you can cross the river sticks? 
and take all your gold well, wasn't with that you? the plan anyway no uh <laughs> when i get to the river sticks and the keeper of the boat is there what's his name I'll be like, hey, look, I don't have any money on me. Can I like help you row for a couple of days or a year or however long it is? Like, no, sandwich. dude, you can pay an eternal River hell, same sticks. as everybody else. No, he'll be like, you know what? You're, you're absolutely right. My arms are kind of sore. I'm getting tired of this rowing shit. Why, hey, why don't you just take over for a little while? Here's like, yeah, half yeah. a sandwich. You want it? <laughs> yeah, I left, I, yeah, I left half a sandwich in the cooler for you. And you just jump in the air. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, crap. Um, you guys uh, coming back anytime soon? Um, I'll be back tomorrow. Oh, so soon? It's, yeah, it's Monday. What's going on on Monday? Yeah, I'm squaring away some storage and getting some stuff out of storage. And oh, you got storage right yeah. around the right around the corner there with Get, some stuff in it. Getting around. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be. Um, I was hoping to half time it between Keen and Manch, but honestly, I really. I really want to just be done and keen for a while. I've been here for a long time. I know, right? So you and now that you don't communicate on the old face space any longer, it's like where where did Nimi go? You know, I know it's. She um, went out to be a person. I went out to become a real. She went out to find herself. You know, I I knew where I was the whole time, but um, not living up and down Front Street. Oh my God! (laughs) I know, right? Front. So what is so you're on the west side now? What's the what's the yep. west side sign? Oh, we don't have one. Yeah, it's it's, it's one like the yet? the quill bat light. Do you know, you we don't just see the, the the local thugs walking down the street doing their signs. Uh, no, no. Usually they leave me alone because I just look I just look like me. You know, I'm, I'm not the friendly sort. You really, look like so. you might have a gun in your pocket. Right, I do, and I carry myself like I, I could probably mess somebody up uh-huh. so people don't really mess with me uh there are a couple girls in the neighborhood who have had trouble uh, with uh, people approaching them for money or for drugs <laughs> you, better tape it down. you better get your fingers off that button <laughs> stop pushing that button you didn't tape it down okay well now you know you just pop the it, button out if too. anybody does want a good laugh i do we encourage them to look up the uh, local rappers that manchester has from the west and the east side um, some of their videos even feature a vehicle. <laughs> it's a uh, pretty pretty good hip hop. It's pretty uh, hilarious. Garrett and James, who are regulars on the show, uh, are aware of some of those rappers, and they're always trying to play them here. <laughs> I'm not a fan it's, at all. It's ooh. I can't I can't stand silly white rappers and the fact that uh, they're trying to be something that they're not, and it, and you and it's just so you know it's it's fake. <laughs> I'll fake. just I'll just say it. It's fake. It's not fake. We, we have our, had our share of you know. I mean, a lot of them. I wouldn't say they're like big time gangsters, but there's certainly some people around Manchester with something to prove. We've had several armed robberies and people getting shot right outside the quill. Mm-hmm. So it's not to say it's without danger, but the rap music still stinks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not a fan. <laughs> there's at least an arcade in Manchester. There's no arcade in Keene. An arcade. Yeah, arcade. Fun is important. We find in Manch. We you know make, what I need to do. I need to I need to start a laundromat arcade here in Keene. They for all the college. Vernon Street used to have the laundromat <laughs> arcade. But you know uh, my arcade will simply be two TVs with Xbox and a PlayStation. You should put an um 
How would I time it though? A, How would I a MAME machine in there are two MAME machine? MAME machine, multiple arcade machine emulator. So you can play all the old school Atari Street stuff. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Any of the young college students even know what they were looking at? Yes, because they're on the internet all day and they see it. Well, if you just want to cater to the college kids, I guess I don't have to go to your stupid arcade anyway. Yeah. How about that? It's a bunch of cup and ball. arcade. It's an arcade laundromat. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's a <laughs> with a big sign of you on the in in the front entrance. Is do your laundry. <laughs> no, it's like the buddy Jesus saying, "Stupid arcade." Yeah. <laughs> if you put Buck Hunter in there, I'll come down from Manchester to do my laundry there every week. And I have a sword in my other hand because I'm Conan. Damn it! Oh my goodness, Conan the laundryman. Stupid laundryman. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that there is a laundromat for sale on Marlboro Street right for, now. Oh, really? Oh, I don't think any that of the guts. One. I don't think any of the guts are in there. But the oh, is it the little one or the big one? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? I know the big one off Jenison. Yeah. Is that a good neighborhood to? Is that for? Is that the one that's for sale to the student? They used to be know. a gas station, um, or is the one up on the Towsley property up on the other side of Romy's? The little tiny one. Yeah. I'm guessing it'd be the little tiny one because I drove by. And the one off Jenison is looked functioning inside. Yeah, like right there are lights on and people there. They're good people. It's probably an asshole. I'm just kidding. I'm not buying it. I don't have that kind of money. I'm not one of those Bitcoin millionaires. I don't have the. I don't have the funding. You could if you came to Manch. Maybe. <gasps> Maybe. Do it a little joint thing. Little joint. I'm not coming to Manch. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I was waiting for it. I, I, was waiting, here, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I don't like moving. I don't like it. And yeah, Lord knows sense. I don't either. I'm really looking forward to being done. I mean, it takes me years just to move into the. I'm still moving into this place. Yeah, that's. It's been about a year of three three places into one. So yeah. I gotta, I'm, I'm I gotta get forward to it being done. I'm I am way behind on uh, some of my projects uh, that I need to get get up and running on. Uh, it's, it's things like this show have really uh, been dragging the, the energy out of me. I'm, so I'm using this. I'm using this as my energy crutch uh, in a good way, I guess. Maybe it's not an energy. Maybe it's not a crutch. It's a pogo stick. Of Those liberty, are fun. Of liberty. A pogo stick of Especially liberty. if you have boobies that are really fun, but I don't have them. So it's, you could, you I could have, if you wanted. Maybe if you, maybe if you tape together all those baby foreskins you were talking about earlier, and like tape like them a on. Like mold. New stuff a bra. Just tape them onto a balloon. Oh, so I can, you know, actually a coconut bra stuffed with baby foreskins. Oh my god! Now we're really talking. Oh. This show is really. Well, good. there are words right coming out track. of people's. Baby. Well, as soon as I saw the, st- the the counter stopped, I figured I was kind of safe to crack off a little bit. But <laughs> no, that got- that soundboard scares me because I can't be like, "Yo, dog, I hid the body upstairs." I haven't hit that soundboard that often this evening. So is just too no, serious. No, just a slander. Too serious. So too hey, I uh, hope you guys uh, do well over there with your your. Uh, Thanks for having us. Your, this has been great. I really your your, your keen like activism, which is uh, something except I don't for the hear not a whole lot like of. Well, I hear the DUIs. We were, we refer to it as the keen tainted activism. It's oh, you guys are tainted. Most height. Okay, this cannot go on the show. We're wait, wait, don't, they don't say they don't say it then. We're still on the show. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna close. Okay, tell me when you're done so I can say what I was gonna say. We're gonna close. Hurry it up! I want to hear it. Wait. 
Oh wait, am I s- I'm still off camera. Press these yeah, buttons. You're still off camera. Guys, uh, thanks for being on. Thanks for having us. Thanks Shana? for having me very much. Sir. You, you didn't ha- tape it. Thank you. F- yeah, I'll put tape on that one from now on. Thank you for being on, and you, you need to come back on more often. Wow. Just, okay. I'm just all I'm saying. All right. You live here. You if you get no if excuse. you get Shauna over here more often, I would probably come over more often. Did you hear that? See, you hear that? Mm-hmm. How you like how that? How you like them? That bag of because sausage parties are just no fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're just not. Yeah, I, we, I agree. Are we done? Can I say what I was going to say? It. No, we, we got to close. Okay. Hey, I haven't done any any plugs or anything. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> are we done yet? No, man. Are, are we, we done, done yet? yet? <laughs> hey guys, you've been watching Black Sheep Rising. You can are catch all of the archives and the show notes and everything, the links and the whole nine. BlackSheepRising.org. If you want to leave me a message, show at BlackSheepRising.org, or you can leave us a voicemail. 267-521-2771. Be sure you visit our face space page. Leave us some likes. Tell us what you don't like. Some loves. Give us give us the loves, man. Give us validation. You see some stories that you want us to talk about? Leave a couple cuddles in the tip jar. I like kettles. Cuddles. I don't know what they are, but Cuddles. Obviously. Cuddles <laughs> in the tip jar. Uh, Daryl likes the cuddles, so send them his way, and I'll just take a firm handshake, and I'll be on my way. And your sandwich half. And I love sandwich halves. Do not throw that sandwich half in the garbage. If it's rotten, spoiled, don't worry. I got chickens. Chickens love them rotten, spoiled chicken halves, or sandwich halves. Maggots. Give them yes, your they trash. Love maggots. <laughs> they love it. The eggs taste even better for it. Maggot eggs. <laughs> mm. The best kind, man. That's awesome. Best kinds. They need them calciums. Make more eggs. My chickens are doing really good, by the way. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> so is this is this like a continuous I, loop thing? I, no, it's over. Are we done? Yet? <laughs> but, I, but I usually it ends on its own, so I hadn't had to end it. Oh, so we're, we're on like the outtake. Oh, she's I gonna mean, forget what she was gonna say. No, she's no, not. No, she I'm wants so not. to say it. I do. She wants to say it. Absolutely do. And I'm gonna. Hey guys, we're gonna leave you with Silver Chair. This is Anna's song, and it's not about, what did you say, a fangirl? I knew a chick in like eighth grade who was like, I'm in love with the guy from Silver Chair. We're gonna get married. And I never met anybody <laughs> like that before, like a friend. And well, she, it, like, I, I was like afraid. Just like singing this horrible so she, song. But she was a friend. So, she was a friend. Oh, she was an A friend's sister of my brother, or whatever. And. We hung out, and she was like, "I'm in love with this guy from this guy called Silver Chair." Okay, well, this isn't this particular video isn't about fangirls, but there is a girl in it that looks like she has problems. Oh, I think the song is about anorexia. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, so it's it's upbeat and sunshiny. And I don't nice think and I don't think any Silver Chair songs are upbeat. I think they're all kind of dreary. Okay, from so this from is, sunny Australia. This is taking us out. This is taking us out. Sweet. Taking us down. So, hey, uh, guys at home, thanks for watching. We'll see you again next week at the same time. Good night.
What do you know? Okay, so if you're going to get, if you're going to order food, like, please try to know what you want to eat because this is really important, not just about us, but help you help right yourself. Now, if, uh, and then we can help you get that done because you are the one who's going to put the food in your face hole. And wait, no, not face hole. Cecilia thinks she made that word. Sean, I found something I didn't, about I, the bastard states. Yeah. Well, I looked it up when I was Yeah, it was New Hampshire. Through. It was something about the adoption records being fully open mm-hmm. for, for adoptees in New Hampshire. For bastards. Yeah. If you watch... Well, bastards... Well, um, it's a pretty bad thing in the Game of Thrones. I, that's not really that big of a deal anymore. That means, nothing, that means nothing to me. It was a big deal when I was a kid, too, to be... Oh, they really? were actually, yeah. To be a bastard? To be a bastard, to be born out of wedlock was, yeah, it was a... Um, it was still a point of shame in communities, at least in, in my... How in, big was your here. community? Well, then it was probably 2,200 people. But generally speaking, it, you know, it wasn't just my community. It was society, culture, mm-hmm. it seemed to me anyway at large, mm-hmm. uh, and the trend as... Um, but it was actually illegitimate children were uh, stigmatized under the law for a long time, too. Was it a religious so, community? No. Oh, no, no, no. It was just the olden days. That community, you, you know, backs when morals Mimi and values. Is so young, and though, so this doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, that's true. 
I remember even when I was younger, I forget the name of the show, but there was that show that portrayed a single mother mm-hmm. as the star of the show, and all the conservative groups got really upset about Murphy that. Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown. It was Murphy Brown. Do some checks real quick. Okay, we mix playlist is up. I, mean, I think that's why they called it Audacity Bastard Nation. Like they're taking it back, Sound like trying to unco- get rid of like the shame, the stigma, or whatever. Right. Because it's not their fault. And I was looking it up when I was going through like meeting my dad crap and was like oh well this is kind of like bastardy and like my mom was adopted so I was like it the Burger King chick it's like uh I didn't read that part that Burger King baby I don't know what that means she was she was abandoned in the Burger King like 20 something years ago 1986 Allentown, Pennsylvania, no kidding. And she wants, and now she wants no to kidding. find her mom. And she's already married, adopted. With three kids. Three kids of her own and all that. And it's like... And my whole thing I is, want is that to why... Can you, sc- can you scroll down? Yes. Because, you know, I have a certain point of view. I can't understand it. I, but, you know, I'm not... You know, I grew up in a... 100% family that are, that are still together. So I could never understand what it what it feels like to not know who your biological parent is. So I can't I can't feel where this girl is coming from. I would say anyone who left me, you know, it's not someone I would want to ever meet. I've been doing some reading on on a topic relevant to this recently. It's uh, it talks about um, the primal wound. Um, there are uh, behavioral and relational issues that are seen among adoptive children. Mm-hmm. And it's some research has been done that finds that, um, you know, there is a relationship between a, an infant and a parent or a mother, excuse me, because um, they have been, you know, together for nine months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a separation and I remember a friend of mine who was adopted always looked at her birthdays very similarly. It was a day of loss for her because she had lost her mother. And, the, and you know, there is a, a very core yearning to know and, and to know why, know the reasons why, get to understand, get to connect and reestablish that connection. So the connection's been severed for someone who's been yeah. adopted. And I can absolutely, I, I think this is wonderful um, that she's looking for, you know, a good friend of ours is looking for his his birth parents and he's looking genetically. And the article that um, you've put up is uh, emphasizing that New Hampshire has open adoption records for anyone who's adopted here. I think that's great. But adoption used to be, and still is to some degree, it really shrouded in a cloak of secrecy, and you may never get to know or may never have the option of chasing that. Right, but what if the parents didn't want to be ever found out? What if it was there? Because don't they have a right to that that info as well? You know know what? We're doing an awful lot of talking. We haven't started the show yet. Yeah. All right, we ready to get this uh, show so, up so and running? My, my hair looks all right. My hair. Your hair looks My good. hair. Thanks. Hair looks good. How's my eyebrows? Great. All right. You look good. All right, you guys ready? Are you gonna set look up? Are you gonna Are you gonna set up fake Facebook profiles and come and stalk my public posts if I? Yeah. No. Can you do that? I don't know how to do that. 